Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 12 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. And I'm Sarah. And today we will be discussing chapter 12 of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, The Mirror of Erised. It's Christmas! Okay, (laughs) so make sure that you've read the chapter and you're ready to dive into the details. But before we begin, we're going to go to Megan for the weekly profit. Megan! Hello. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I pulled an article from CBS, which had a transcript of J.K. Rowling's interview that she did all about the cursed child, which I know is everyone's favorite here. (laughs) Love it. And... So it, it's with Mark Phillips, J.K. Rowling, John Thorne, and somebody else. I don't Tiffany. Know. John <laughs> Tiffany or something. Somebody have my name. Yeah. So I just wanted to go through the interview and like pull a couple important or cool facts out of it that J.K. may have said. And after she ripped my heart out. Yeah. So first thing is first is this the whole premise of this interview is for them to talk about how Cursed Child is coming to New York and it's going to be on Broadway. So they want to delve a little bit deeper into Cursed Child because it's not so much a secret now like it was whenever it was debuting in London. Um, So they asked. uh, They asked why she ended up wanting to do this, like what most appealed to her in terms of bringing Harry Potter to stage. And she actually said that Michael Jackson had reached out to her way back in the day and wanted her to go to Neverland and talk about a musical Harry Potter. And she didn't want to do it. She's like, no, I genuinely didn't want Harry to go on stage. I didn't want a musical. I felt that I was done. And Mark Phillips said with Harry. And she said, I think I felt if ever I feel really inspired, absolutely, I'll go back into that world. I'd always said never say never because I knew that Warner Brothers wanted to do something with Fantastic Beasts. And I did have kind of a yen to do that. But I was in no hurry. And the truth is that it wasn't until Sonia Friedman, who's the theatrical producer of Cursed Child, Mm -hmm. came to her to talk about the possibility of doing something on stage that she started to think, okay, what you're proposing is something that I could be creatively excited about. And then they decided to move forward. Now, was she excited creatively about the story? I don't know. She says it's canon. I know she says it's canon. But she can't get excited creatively about a Marauder's series. Hold on. Can I just say that the whole cursed child is going to be a whole 
other million thousand episodes. Oh, I know. Yeah, we know. So I know. And this episode is already going to be really long because there's a lot. So I don't want to delve too like deep into it. Mm-hmm. But they said, aside from Michael Jackson, like specifically the idea of bringing it to stage. This is something we all know that famously emerged fully formed out of your mind and that became the books, right? And J.K. Rowling said, no, people have run with that. I Basically, the premise of the story, a boy not knowing he was a wizard going to a wizarding school, wizarding school, that came into her mind in its wholeness. And then in time, she did end up writing that last chapter much earlier than the finish of like the series. But besides that, she did kind of like write it as it happened, where I think that a lot of the... A lot of people have talked about how, like, she had this entire story immediately, and that's not the case at all. And I think that's Mm -hmm. a common misconception with J.K. and Harry Potter in general. I would totally agree, because she even has said, like, there are some things where she goes, I almost did this. When she was, like, in a bad mood, she almost killed off Ron. Like She she almost killed off Arthur. Yeah. Yeah. She felt pressured to put Hermione and Ron together. That's a whole other conversation. I hate that she said that. I agree. Who pressured her? Her editor? She said something about how, like, she thinks Harry or Hermione and Ron would be divorced. And I'm like, no. I disagree. I also disagree. Yeah. And I'm not even their biggest fans, and I disagree. She's like, I think that I always wanted it to be Harry, but I was pressured into Ron and Hermione. I never got that, ever. Like, if she felt that she was pressured, like, it never came came across that way unless she was pressured from way before she even started reading the books. Because I got from Jump that, like, Harry and Ginny had, like, a thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But. What do um, I know? I'm sorry. I'm still way hung up on Michael Jackson. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, because right. I had to look up. I'm like, when did he pass away? 2009. Long time ago. He so this was a long out. time. I hope long she like met with him. Like, how are you going to turn? I, come on. I don't know. She seems like somebody who like, if she didn't want to do that, she wouldn't even put herself in the situation to possibly be mm-hmm. pressured into it. So yeah. I don't know if she would have. But it's Bella. sorry i would have said oh yeah we can hang she also ends up talking let me see if i can find it so she says that the first scene of the play as i think most people should know is the last chapter of deathly hollows Mm -hmm. where you're on the platform and she said that she had always been most intrigued by albus yep and she said james is the older brother and he kind of had an easy easy time at Hogwarts. Like he's just breezing through it. Whereas Albus, it's kind of suggested that he isn't going to have as easy of a time, even mm-hmm. from the last chapter when mm-hmm. we read it, you know, well, yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like James is picking on him and he's nervous. He doesn't want to be in Slytherin. And I'll yeah. also point out that he is the middle child. And as someone who is not a middle child, I've heard from middle children that, you know, well, I'm the middle child. I'm often forgotten. I don't know if that's, a hundred percent a thing. Well, in in Albus's case uh, as well, like either, so. he's got, I'm an only child, so I have no clue. <laughs> but in Albus's case, he has James, who seems to be very much like his grandfather mm-hmm. and father. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's Albus. And then, of course, Lily, the only girl. So mm-hmm. she's going to get special treatment because she's the only girl. Of the you know, family. all mm-hmm. I'm thinking of right now, Percy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I was thinking <laughs> the exact same thing. So she said that um, Albus is the character, as Joe was saying, that she was most interested in because 
He's called Albus Severus. He's named after Albus Dumbledore and Severus Snape, obviously. Two of the kind of most loved characters in the book. Mm. And then Jack Thorne interrupts and says, and the most complicated. And J.K. Rowling interjects and said, and the most hated as well. That's true. Mm -hmm. So just based off of his name alone, like you can tell that this kid's going to have issues. Yeah, conflicted. Yeah. Should have gone with Dobby Hedwig. (laughs) (laughs) Dobby Creature. Yes. Oh, I love that. DK. (laughs) So that's the first scene. And then we don't see Albus again in Cursed Child until like four years later. We jump ahead four years in that book and you see him at the start of fourth year. And that's really where the story starts. It's been, I haven't read it since it came out. I read it. I I read it once. So clearly I didn't like retain a bunch except for, you know, the atrocity at the end. But unpopular thing. I think I'm the only one at this table that didn't actually finish reading it. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I that's, that's per usual as pe- though. Yes, with you. as people know, I spoil things for myself. So I read what happened. Mm-hmm. I didn't buy the book right. At, well, I thought I didn't you read it online right away. Correct. I Somebody read did not keep the secrets. Well, and they <laughs> they warned me, and um, I read everything online, and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna buy it because like I need I need to read the play. I need to see what it's about. And I was like reading this. I'm like, nah, I can't. So I had to like put it put it down. And yeah, I don't know. I think another part with Albus is like. His dad holds so much hatred for Slytherin, so like that also added to the. It's got to be in his head, like, oh, oh yeah. What if I get chosen? Like, I know Dad hates Slytherins. I don't and know. Ron, even in the mm-hmm. in that, I just I actually I just finished my reread of Deathly Hallows, so like thinking now that I've read Cursed Child, thinking of how they're acting on the platform, I'm like, oh my god! Like Ron even puts it in his head too, as his uncle, like oh, you better not be in Slytherin. We'll kick you out of the family. And of course, he's just joking. But like, Albus is really nervous about it. So that sticks in his head. Another part with me when I read it, and it to this day has stuck with me, and it's it's so upsetting, is when um, he like gives whatever to James. I forget what it is. And he gave Lily something, and he gives something to Albus. And Albus, like, um, Harry does. Like, he's trying to like, because their relationship is strained. And and they kind of get in like a fight because he's like, why are you giving this to me? And blah, 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 blah. And he just goes, well, I wish you weren't my dad. And Harry just goes, and I wish you weren't my son. Mm-hmm. That part, when I read that, I was like, I. That doesn't feel I, like Harry. I can't yeah. handle that. It I don't know right. how I would feel if my own mm-hmm. parents said that. And really, there's nothing that he's done wrong to yeah. warrant like a parent saying like, I wish you weren't my kid. Like he didn't do He's some crazy Scorpius. Yeah. Like there the worst things in the world have happened than what's happening in this kid's life. I mean, Harry, like, he's, <laughs> like he's grappling with the fact that like his father is so famous and so is his mom. Like, and his whole family, like he's trying and to so live up to all this stuff. so is his aunt and uncle, right? It's, yes. And, and also... Oh, another, that, that part, I was like, I need to close the book. Like, right after that, I was like, I don't know. That part was very this. sad. Because it, that I does was, not seem mm-hmm. like that's something that Harry would have said or done. But also, Ron says, to Rose at least, like, you better not become friends with Scorpius. That's mm-hmm. another thing mm-hmm. that he points out. So then immediately, like, okay, there's another thing that mm-hmm. Albus is like... You know, he meets Scorpius on the train, right? And then it's like, oh, I want to be friends with you, but my uncle's going to, like, disown me. Shout, well, shout out to Scorpius, though, because he's super yeah. cool. Yes, he's really like, he's great. Does not and I think remind that me of Scorpius is the product of what we all deep down believed Draco could mm-hmm. be. Yes, yes. And, 100%. Yeah, and that's the beauty, I think, I'm going to shout out to Cursed Child. This is the beauty of Cursed Child, where there are some parts of this book that are beautiful. 
and I wish that we could learn more about certain parts, but there are mm-hmm. other parts of it that are like, like the whole thing with Harry where I'm like, <clears throat> no, that, that did not just happen. That's yeah. awful. But then the whole thing with like Albus and Scorpius is awesome. I do think we should probably move on because again, we'll be talking about this for hours. Yeah. I, I was like, there's uh, one other thing is this that our I, Felix file about. <laughs> <laughs> there is one other thing I wanted to talk about in the interview, which God, I think it's towards off. the end. It's warm. It's sweaty. Deep and sweaty. Yeah. Oh, you know, it's man. warm in here because I'm comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> right. When Katie gets comfortable, it's time to turn the down. No, I'm fine. We but. had to get new um, detergent. It only takes liquids. This is a Harry Potter podcast, not about Ooh. laundry. Ooh. You got what you want? I got what you want. I can't find it. So <laughs> basically what J.K. Rowling ends up saying. Okay, so she says, Jack Thorne asks, um, just to say in relation to your previous question. Hold on. I don't know what the previous question is, but whatever. Um, I'm a fan of the books, <laughs> a ridiculous fan of the books, and I would consider myself a Potterhead. And in terms of the question that you're not answering about what the fans would like, J.K. Rowling then interjects and says, shh, shh, don't say it, don't say. And Jack Thorne says, you know, that's the part of me that goes, oh, please. And she says, oh, please, no. Why? (sighs) I don't know. Why can't she get excited about, uh, which I, I, speculation, I think she's talking about a Marauder's book. You know what? Let's write it. But like I'm down. I'm down. So she says she says this is the age of social media. You think I don't get told in in no uncertain terms that I've done the thing that they didn't want to happen to a character or why on earth am I taking it into theater? No, believe you, in the age of social media, no one is ever deluded about the fact that some people aren't happy. (laughs) Expect not to be happy. That's the way it goes. But then Mark Phillip asks, do you care what the public says? And she says, do I care? Do you know? I'm going to be very honest. Yes, I do. And no, I don't. Mm -hmm. So yes, I do. Of course I do. For me, I always go back to the readers. So the fact that people love the books and the movies as well, and that those stories meant so much to so many people, that is everything to me. No writer is going to tell you differently. I have phenomenal love and respect for those people. Forget the material side. They gave me a sense of belonging, actually. And purpose that I'm not sure I had before because it turned out I could tell a story that's all I'd ever wanted to do in my life and they and their enthusiasm gave me that so yes I care hugely on the no I don't side I think as a writer or any kind of creative person you actually do have to hold tight to your vision and ultimately you have to be able to look in the mirror and say did I do that for the right reasons did I do it to the best of my ability and am I happy with the result Mark Phillips then says because you were afraid you could be pandering She says, well, I know I'm never going to pander. I know genuinely. I know full well. I have limited time left on this earth. I have no interest whatsoever in doing certain things that I know would be very popular with the fandom. And I think the fandom watching this will know exactly what I mean because they know (laughs) what they keep asking me for. Yes. But there's nothing there for me creatively, even though I know they'd all buy it. So here's kind of my thought on that. He tries to get her to answer and she just says, I'm not even going to go there. Yeah. So <clears throat> she knows my Twitter feed will be a place of hell for three months. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just think her Twitter funny. feeds already that <laughs> way. Jesus. Um, we, I think we all agree. You know, we know what, what she's alluding to is the more mar- about story about the marauders. That's my best. Allegedly. I can't imagine it's the encyclopedia. I think that no. really is going to be a thing, but just very far in yeah. the future. So here's also uh, to, to, so as a, as a fan, obviously, 
Um, <laughs> I want as much as I can get. Mm-hmm. Anything I can get. But then you also have to think on her side of the things. Here's here's what she's saying. It has to be quality. It ha- mm-hmm. It's exactly the word I was going to use. It has to be quality. And this is not coming from me because I am not a fan. If you are um, supernatural, okay? They have a million seasons, right? Yeah. The fans said, this is what we want. This is what we want. This is what we want. They listen to the fans, and you will hear a lot of people say, it's crap. Yeah. It should have stopped or well, like, something like that. Yeah. This is why Seinfeld stopped. Mm-hmm. And they're never coming back. Probably the same with Friends. You know what I mean? I'm just saying. Here's, and I will say this. So going, I get what she's saying. Going with your point. I'm still sad. Bringing, well, yeah. bringing, when you bring things back and you're like, we're going to do all these things for the fans. Mm-hmm. And I've said this to you and you totally agree with me with Gilmore Girls. But they're, it was and if you like their awful. seasons... That's fine. I just felt like they were basically pandering. Yeah. Where I, everything felt so forced. Rory didn't know how to be Rory. Yeah. Like it just wasn't, to me. This is a Harry Potter podcast. To me it wasn't good. But But truthfully. That's that's what we're saying. That's almost, for me, that's kind of how I feel about Curse Child a little bit. And, you know, I get it. She's probably like her whole, her whole life. She never expected it to turn into Mm -hmm. this. Where. For me, my entire life is almost Harry Potter. And for her, it's even more so because it's right. her story. Like yeah. she it completely became it and it became this huge, massive thing. And now mm-hmm. she's got millions upon trillions of people tweeting her every day. Yeah. I can't even imagine like how that felt when it took flight. Yeah. yeah. You know? well, Especially was, where she came from. Baby. And now she, she wants to she mm-hmm. wants to move on. She's doing other things and she's a fantastic writer. And I really, truly. But like, let's yeah. be real. Nobody likes the Robert Galbraith stories. Well. <laughs> I never read the casual vacancy. I couldn't get into it. Uh, but that striker, my mom that strike enjoyed it. Or whatever it's called, is I enjoyed I don't know. the my casual mom vacancy. Like the strike it's it's not it's my um, cup of tea. Yeah, like I mean, I I have not tried to read it, so I can't for sure say. Because mm-hmm. sometimes I like will delve into books that aren't normally my thing um, mm-hmm. and enjoy them a lot. So I'm I just a twenty-seven really t- year get, old that just wants young adult books. <laughs> I get really really into <laughs> my stories, so I like to have lighter stories because when I read really heavy stories sometimes i get like ridiculous seeps into like your Harry life Potter? no like when i read gone gone girl i almost threw my ipad oh, that's like way too much for me it was a good book did you read that oh no no i will say oh. this the book was that's very good speed. and it was one of the, the closest adaptions to the movie like book to movie i've ever seen yes it was great uh but going on good night for <laughs> harry potter jk rowling we Who wish you would write more harry stories but you know what girl we can't tell you what to do even if she just mm. did short stories like that one with james and Sirius. Yes. guys let's so. write the marauders <laughs> series i'm serious okay katie well actually i'd be right. are you serious you, katie i'm giving you this chance i would be serious i want you monthly to write a Marauders yes, short yes, story yes, for us, yes. and we're going to read it on the podcast. Can I? So uh, wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa! Second breakfast already called her. <laughs> Hold on, and also, okay, I guess it'll be it needs, second breakfast. It needs to not be like it needs to be what you think actually leads up to, like yes, Lily. Same. I don't need names. Listen, getting together, getting married, Katie, and having their child. All I have to say is, if I hear the word collarbones, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. I will avoid the collarbones. It'll um, be PG thirteen. <laughs> yes. Should we shout out? They to don't that? have yeah. to be PG um, <laughs> The ones on air will be PG. If you want to listen to interpretive fan fiction, go and um, find Second Breakfast, Podbean, iTunes, all that. They do interpretive fan fiction. So and it's fun. There you go, guys. It's pretty funny. All right, chapter recap. Though they just call us <laughs> Smuggles. Ooh. Ooh. 
That's because we are. Let's just call ourselves what we are. Okay. We I'm are a, amazing. I'm a smuggle. I'm a smuggle. And I'm proud. All right. I'm a smitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. Okay, let's do chapter 11 recap, guys. What happened? All right. What, is what happened last So this last is episode? a Harry Potter podcast. <laughs> so last episode, we found out that Snape had paid a paid Fluffy a visit on Halloween night, and he nearly got his leg torn off. He Harry, deserves it. He Bye. does. Harry uh, had his first Quidditch game, but his broom got jinxed, and Hermione sets Snape on fire to stop him cursing Harry's broom. <laughs> and Hagrid lets it slip that whatever Fluffy's hiding has, has something to do with Dumbledore and Nicholas Flamel, and he's furious with himself. Furious. In the first line of when he gets furious with himself for slipping. Oh, yeah, it's a long one. Don't tell Hagrid stuff, okay? Stuff in there, yeah. <laughs> I wish I had that thing that sounds like the little jingle bells. All right. <laughs> well, if you couldn't guess from our lovely <laughs> musical sounds, <laughs> Christmas is coming to Hogwarts. Oh, the grounds are covered in snow Park and the lake the is frozen. Sing. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. <laughs> the students are all freezing in their classes, especially Snape's in the dungeons. Malfoy's yeah, Snape's Snape's classroom. <laughs> Malfoy is being a jerk and talking about how he feels bad for those staying at Hogwarts for Christmas because they aren't wanted at home, which is probably true for Harry, but Harry couldn't care less. That's true. Harry was thinking this will be his, the best Christmas he's ever had. Ron, Fred, George, and Percy were all staying for Christmas as well. Walking away from potions, Draco and Ron got, get into a fight and Snape takes points away from only Ron because he's a jerk. Ron and Harry go with Hagrid to look at the Great Hall to see the decorations for Christmas. They have one more day left before the school lets out for Christmas, like their holidays, and they go with Hermione to look up anything they can find on Nicholas Flamel in the library. With pretty much everyone gone from the dorms, Ron and Harry spent a lot of time playing wizard's chest and eating food in the common room. (laughs) They wake up on Christmas morning to presents at the end of their beds. Harry's surprised to see that many... That many and even more surprised that he gets an invisibility cloak that he doesn't know who is from, but it's his father's. He knows that much. That evening, they have their Christmas feast. And that night after Ron is asleep, Harry takes his father's cloak and goes to the library to see if he can find anything in the restricted section on Nicholas Flamel. While there, he opens a book that lets out a loud shriek and he hears footsteps. So he flees. He passes Filch in the doorway and ends in what looks like an unused classroom. Looking around um, or looking closer, he sees a mirror, and when he looks into it, he sees a whole crowd of um, what he assumes is his family behind him, specifically a redheaded woman and a man with dark hair standing next to each other, his parents. Harry tells Ron the next day about the mirror, and they go that night where Ron sees himself holding the house cup, and he's Quidditch captain. The next day, Harry's talking about going back to their room, but Harry tells him not to... Er, Harry tells himself not to go. <laughs> there had so, to be something, right? So in this that summer. day, Ron is telling him not to go. 
Harry goes the next night and sits down in front of the mirror to see his parents again, and he doesn't even realize that Dumbledore is in the room. Dumbledore tells Harry that he's looking at the mirror of Arizad, and it shows you your deepest desire of their hearts. Shows one, you know, their deepest desires. And that mirror is going to be moved and not to look for it. And the chapter ends. All right. Dun, dun, dun. So <clears throat> we open in December. There's like feet of snow everywhere and the lake is frozen over and the twins we are told are punished for bewitching some snowballs to bounce off Quirrell's head <laughs> right in the back <gasps> aka so Voldemort's face <laughs> when did you guys catch this not until someone pointed it out to me like this past year. Yeah, this I past think year? I read it Probably. like on one of those okay. Tumblr posts mm-hmm. or something that okay. pops up and I was like, it's oh one of my God. Like, <gasps> yeah. yeah. It's so Because I definitely did not put that together no. myself. Yeah. Meg? No, it was like same with Katie. She like showed me a Tumblr post and I'm like, oh my God, it, Fred and George are amazing. It was like a jaw dropping moment. I'm like, that is absolutely genius. Like, you know, JK is writing that and she's just like, this will click with somebody <laughs> someday. <laughs> Oh, so good. so good. Um, Jinx, you owe me a Coke. Hey. <laughs> okay. Um, we also find out that Hagrid has to um, nurse some owls back to health because um, of, like, the storm. So I assume, like, snow and stuff like that. So in a previous episode, we were talking about um, the, the Hut on the Rock episode when he mm-hmm. tosses uh, the owl into the storm to take the letter to Dumbledore. And we're like, oh, yeah, owls got to have some kind of magical protection over them. This makes me think, no. We didn't say they got to. We were assuming that they, because he just threw the thing up. But maybe well, he was like. my oh. head cannon said yes. So basically, Hagrid was just a jerk <clears throat> to the owl. Yes. Well, right. <laughs> but maybe. What he, do you have to say about knew, this? I love Hagrid. Let's not talk mean about him. A, B. Maybe he was like, I know this little owl is going to get to Dumbledore. And then I'm going to be there. And I'll be nursing that little creature back to health. Because I love him. Little owl kiss. There's a lot of hand motions going on right now. Sarah that you was can't like see. rocking a baby, but it was an owl. A little baby. <laughs> an, an, an invisible owl. An invisible owl. Maybe invisible to you. Well, I don't know. Either way, <laughs> he is nursing some owls back to health because of all of the snowstorms and such. And then we encounter Mr. Malfoy, and he's making fun of people who have to stay at Hogwarts over the holidays. And Harry thinks completely opposite after Malfoy like calls him out on this. He's like, no, this is probably going to be my best Christmas yet. Can we all be a thousand percent honest? I think sure. I'd rather be at Hogwarts than my own family Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and I love my family. Well, at least it my would it'd be a really what? hard decision because oh, no, I don't know. There's like just something about being together for Christmas, but like I would want them to come to me. Yeah. yeah. Like, all spend, <laughs> if I knew that my best friend was going to be able to spend Christmas with me, Oh, yeah, I'd be staying at Hogwarts. Oh, well, Bye, yeah. fam. Just send me your presents. You don't want to dress up with us? I, I like to be in my pajamas. So, no, I'll be in my pajamas all day at Hogwarts. Fun fact about the... Uh, Eating sausage. <laughs> about, oh, God. What is that? <laughs> don't worry. I'm going to kill it. There's a large bug crawling on the wall. <laughs> that is a centipede. Oh, man, no. those get me when I work out. Oh, all right, hold on, everyone. Sarah's Sarah, going to kill, kill it. it. Get it. They're fast. Did you cr- as fast as me. Yeah, it's on a white wall, I too. That you cracked the paint on the wall. <laughs> don't be listening, Mom Cut and Dad. <laughs> <laughs> My parents don't listen, so it's okay. Anyways, uh, fun fact about the O'Malley family. We get matching pajamas every year for Christmas, and we wear them together. Anyways, moving on. 
We'll send them our picture. We'll they can Photoshop us in from Hogwarts. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Or we'll Photoshop them into Hogwarts. There you go. That would be way cool. That's better. Yeah. Um. So Harry, I, I want to point out how sad it is that like this is going to be Harry's best Christmas. I'm sorry, that's just sad. I don't think it's a, he's at Hogwarts. No, I think that's good. I know, but it's I mean, like he's 11, and this is the first time he's excited about Christmas. Like that's so sad. Yeah, I don't know. I get what you're saying. I understand. Too. Um. So Ron and the twins are also going to stay for the holidays because their parents are going to Romania to visit Ed Sheeran. Don't forget about Percy. He's there too. Cause I almost forgot. I was like, Oh, he oh yeah. Too. Oh, wait, let didn't say that. Did say that I yeah. mean, I know he's there, but all right. Percy's staying too. <laughs> um, Ed Sheeran, but we don't know Charlie. Okay. I have to show you something funny. Go on. Okay. So, um, Malfoy continues to make fun of Harry um, and he goes to like making fun of him for the Quidditch match and he calls him a quote wide mouth tree frog when he caught it because he <laughs> almost swallowed it. But like um, this really didn't catch on for like people laughing at him because everybody was just so impressed with what Harry had done. So he like had to stop making fun of him about the Quidditch match and go back to like making fun of him because he didn't have a proper family. I think is the way that she put it. Um but I just love that. A wide mouth tree frog. I hate 11 year old Malfoy. <coughs> yeah, he's not very kind. Um, and then I wanted to point out that um, Ron asks Hagrid if he needs any help with the Christmas trees. So um, I just thought that when we talked earlier about um, Fred and George um, offering to help Harry on the platform, you know, even though they didn't know who he was, we. A shout out to Molly and Arthur, and I just think Ugh, like Ron, great people. Ron is yep. just so kind. So, um, and then so while Hagrid's bringing in the Christmas trees, Malfoy comes around the corner and he starts making fun of the Weasley family for not having any money. And he, Ron, rightfully so, goes after him. And so Snape just happens to come around the corner at that time. And he takes points from Gryffindor, even though Haggard tells Snape that Malfoy was insulting his family. And he just doesn't really care. So I said Snape is a jerk. We use that word a lot with him. Yeah. But it's so true. (laughs) Yeah. And then um, we get a view of the Great Hall decorated. And I had to look up what this word meant. Did anybody else know what that meant? Uh, no. no. What word? Oh, festoons. I feel like I... Hold on. Let me look at it. I feel like I've well, heard it I put it in the doc if you want to look. It's a, I'm just scrolling up. Okay. But she also put the description yeah. of it right yeah. after. No, like I feel like I've seen that word before. It sounds familiar. Yeah. I would assume that's something festive. Well, yeah. So it's a chain or a garland of flowers, leaves, or ribbons hung in a curve as a decoration. So basically a wreath. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so there are festoons of holly and mistletoe all over the walls, 12 towering Christmas trees, some with icicles, which I really liked, and then some with candles. And I said that that was probably like a beautiful scene. Mm-hmm. Also, I, there's, it says hundreds of candles, which I think is yeah. really cool. Mm-hmm. And then also Flitwick is making golden bubbles blossom out of his wand and trailing them over the branches of the new tree that Haggard just brought in. Ayo, gold. Thank you, ma'am. So I think those are kind of like also a really cool vision like on the tree. Like, I just love it. Since we're talking about like Christmas decorations and Harry Potter, I also wanted to say that I do a Harry Potter Christmas tree at my house and I will post pictures of it for you guys whenever it goes up. But 
You know she doesn't like Harry Potter enough. <laughs> <laughs> but I made like a Christmas tree topper last year. I made a golden snitch topper. So like the top is this massive golden snitch. And then I have all of my Harry ornaments. And then I put in like does and stags yeah. and owls. and That's cute. Blah, blah, blah. It's really cute. Um, we are also going, if you're a patron, look out for some Christmassy type vlogs. Yeah. Oh, I got really confused. I'm like, where are you going with this? Mm. Us doing, oh, we're talking about crafts. Sarah's not, well, Sarah thinks she's crafty, but she's also very accident prone. So you'll see Sarah try to craft and hurt herself, which will be great footage. It'll be good. (laughs) It'll be good stuff. So that's kind of where we leave off. And um, let's talk about the Hogwarts library. Yeah. So Wait, there's a library? You're an idiot. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't know they could read. (laughs) So after running into Hagrid and discussing the decor for the holiday, they also let slip to him that they've been in the library researching Nicholas Flamel for two weeks. I don't... Look, when reading it, I feel like they purposely are like, yeah, we're learning about Nicholas Flamel. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Hagrid, Hagrid, you spilled the beans and we're just going (laughs) to scoop them all up and use them. This is Hagrid is like really shocked and tells them it's nothing to... It's nothing to you what that dog is garden. <laughs> if only Hagrid really knew Harry, Ron, and Hermione at this point. Like, of, of course it has to do with them. They get in everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Harry tells him that they've been through hundreds of books with no luck and that Hagrid should save them a lot of time. He could save them a lot of time if you just tell them who Nicholas Flamel was. Mm-hmm. Um, Harry also remembers, also mentions that he remembers hearing Nicholas Flamel's name somewhere but cannot remember where. Hagrid says that he's not telling them anything, though. Yeah. Does he read it on the back of the chocolate frog card? Why do you we're gonna spoil there? the chapter, dude. Sorry. Sarah, we're going to get there later. I just can't remember anything because I don't read. So they had looked in Great Wizards of the 20th Century, notable magical names of our time, oh. important modern magical discoveries, oh. and a study of <laughs> recent developments in wizardry. We point mm. out the fact that she's mm. underlined all these little keywords. <laughs> emphasizing these things. <laughs> Interesting. So I know that Nicholas Flamel is old, but like, and like, I know that the things that he's done and discovered happened a long time ago, but I'm still shocked that his name isn't mentioned in any of the books at all. Yeah. Because like, he's still alive. Yeah. You know, alive and well because of his discovery. It seems odd to me that he isn't mentioned in any of these books. And we we also hear how large the library is, which is, like, Mm mind-blowing. So the fact that they haven't found anything... I mean, I guess they're just completely looking in the wrong section, which is why they don't find anything. Mm -hmm. But it says that there are tens of thousands of books, thousands of shelves, and hundreds of narrow rows. Can you imagine having that at your disposal? No. That would be amazing. I don't even know, like, what to start with. Give me Google. Can I just ask (laughs) one question? Let's all contemplate this. How many of those tens of thousands of books do you think Hermione has read? Oh, my God. I mean, a lot, but... I bet you it's... Well, I wasn't going to say I bet you it's a very large number. Oh, yeah, but I bet you she would love to, like, just sit there and be like, give me all the books. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and she goes back, like, how many is she reading in her seventh year redo? Oh, gosh. Is yeah. this the first mention of the restricted section or no? I think mm-hmm. it is. I think so. Possible. I was wondering what that noise was. Me it was too. Your mouth. It was me. And, <laughs> and I wonder what seventh years would even need to read out of that section. Like, what? 
And I, so well, yeah, so they're the only ones that are allowed but in I, there. I Plus bet you professors. There's more there's probably books on more complex like we see complicated spells and like things that they're and gonna potions. learn. Correct. So like things they're gonna learn that a first year, maybe one won't even know how to do and if they try to attempt it it could be catastrophic for them. That's true. Unless you're Hermione Granger. It said that like seventh years who were taking advanced defense went in there. Yeah, I could see that. Because that's all dark stuff. So yeah, because you're going to need to know counter curses and all that. Harry Potter lexicon has a really good article on the library too. Mm -hmm. Um, Most of the description I kind of just read basically with like the thousands and whatever. Mm -hmm. But um, it also says here, which I thought was interesting, that the library books have various spells on them to prevent students from defacing or stealing them. Chocolate and presumably other food is forbidden in the library. And Madame Pince is the kind of library librarian who sees herself as the guardian and protector of the books, not just a librarian. And she adds, she's always at odds with the students who try to use the books, which I think is so backwards. Like, okay, so that was one thing that I said. I was like, I don't understand. Well, you're forgetting one thing about her, though. She what? likes filch. Yes. <laughs> no, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> so, like, what oh. I don't understand is that Madame Pence shows up and shoes Harry out of the library, which is just so odd to me. Like, why is she pushing a student out of the library? She's hindering people's education, and this really annoys me. But I feel like that's a lot of, li- like, that's how a lot of librarians are portrayed in, like, movies and but stuff. But I know a lot of really nice librarians. Shout, I out, mean, to, shout out to my cousin Jenny. Tiffany. So I get where she's coming from because when I get a new book and I bring it into my classroom, I'm like paranoid. I'm like, we treat books nicely. <laughs> like we wash our hands. Like I get, yeah, hold on. But you're also teaching first graders. Wait, I will also say you this. Know? My sister, I know that I have some OCD tendencies about life. If my sister has a paperback book and she has been like this her entire life, shout out to Boo Boo Bridget. Well, Bridgie Boo Boo. She will literally be like, no. Well, first of all, she she doesn't share very well. But she'll be like, no, you can't. You can't read it. I'd have to like, if anything, no, you don't break the spine. So I'd have to read a paperback book like this. And then like the cover would be bent a little bit because the way I was holding it, she'd get mad. I'm like, how I, How am I supposed to read the book? Like, I feel her she on She literally, that one. she wouldn't want anything where I'm like the type of person when I see a paperback book, as you can see, my Harry Potter one is it's, literally falling apart. It's, like yeah. to me, that's how I love it. Like I've read this book a million times that like the pages are turned. Like there's. I love my OG copy of Sorcerer's like, Stone. It's so loved. Yes. Where Bridget's like, I want it to library. be exactly like it was when I first got it. Like no pages yeah. are turned. Like I don't use bookmarks a lot of times. I just bend. Whatever. Oh, dog ear. I can't bend the the pages. Oh, I don't. Again, this is literally falling apart. Yeah, that's what I do. Like, I don't know. It just annoys me how like like I understand that there are some people that deface books and that kind of stuff, but like Harry was literally just standing there trying to figure out where to look, and she was like, "What are you doing in here? Get out!" And I'm like. What is wrong with her? Yeah, she's maybe her and Filch had a fight that we day. We don't know her history. Maybe she's going through something right now, Megan. Yeah, break maybe. up with Filch. <laughs> so because of that, Harry had to wait out in the corridor for Ron and Hermione to come out. And when they come out with nothing, Ron suggests that Hermione asks her parents if they've ever heard of him, which I think is a very odd thing to ask. Um, but he thinks it would be safe since they're muggles. And, and then Hermione also tells us that her parents are dentists. Side note. If they're dentists, I cannot believe that Hermione, Hermione wouldn't have gotten braces already or they wouldn't have tried to fix her teeth. 
Is her, are her teeth just big though? Yeah, she just has to grow into them. But you can. I don't think they're jacked up. No. Nah. But but dentists, you can like you can fix that. You could fix lard. Fix yes. these. These are like rabbits. My mom, my mom had it done. Her fr- two front teeth were you like. You mean like shave them? Yeah. Down. Can I? That's painful. Can, I've had them try to do that to my teeth. Thank God they stopped because I was like. I actually kind of like these. Don't Someone like once it. told me a child that I looked like a bunny. And I was like, oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> can I say one thing, though, about Nicholas Hamel and Hermione? No, she might. Like her parents might know because he is also like famous in the. Muggle world, mm-hmm. not famous, but True. like He's no if you're one. into correct, yeah. Well, into Hermione kind of stuff. solves her teeth problem later. So. Yeah, she grows yeah. into them. <laughs> no, doesn't she? She, she shrinks, shrinks them. them. <laughs> oh my god, exactly. Hermione! <laughs> All right, fix your hair. Just kidding. I love next curls. topic. I think yes. that's the next book, right? Is that Chamber? Mm. Did she fix her teeth? No, it's, no, it's for the ball. Yeah, it's Goblet of Fire. But doesn't doesn't no. Malfoy do something to her teeth? A too? spell hits she her and her had, teeth grow and grow. She had Madame Humphrey like go yeah. smaller and smaller. Yeah, she she was Didn't like, tell she, me to stop when it gets to where they should be. What are we she's thinking like, of? I let her, her go a little more. Her hair. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Clearly, I'm thinking of her who's hair. Hermione? Guys, do I don't you even know. like Harry Potter? I just gonna say, wait, who's Harry Potter? It's nine o'clock. Oh, what are we talking about? On a Friday. Episode to record after this. Let's let's get going. Let's move to Christmas Day. This is what happens whenever half of Swish and Flick goes on vacation in the middle of the month. Yes. <laughs> no, this is because of me. Episodes at once. It's all our fault. Katie, yeah. can, you, uh, can you please read the other half of uh, that title so everybody knows my genius thoughts? Nifty oh gifties. <laughs> Christmas Day and nifty, nifty gifties. Wouldn't you think you'd spell it differently? Wouldn't it be T-I-E-S? I, I like didn't the want y. to. I like the Y. But nifty and yeah. gifty with a Y match. Yeah. Sure. So... Anyway. Okay, go on. So the holidays start. (laughs) Thank you. We need a new Slytherin. Now hiring. No, I like this one. She's cute. We need a new Hufflepuff, too. Hey. (laughs) So Ron and Harry are having a blast, and they sort of forget all about Nicholas Flamel, because they have basically all of Gryffindor Tower to themselves. I don't blame them. I know. Mm -hmm. They get the good armchairs by the fire. They're (laughs) sitting there by the hour roasting whatever they can over the fire and plotting ways of getting Malfoy expelled. Because why wouldn't you do that? Mm -hmm. And Ron starts to teach Harry wizard's chess. And I think it's cool to point out that Ron has his grandfather's old set and he knows them so well that they basically do whatever he wants them to do. But Harry's set, borrowed from Seamus, they don't trust him at all. Can I just say that I love that? Like, I love that, like, Harry, Harry's pieces, like, don't really trust him, so they won't necessarily listen to him. Like, that's just... I think it's so cool that you have to literally build mm-hmm. a relationship with mm-hmm. your chess set in order to I think that's play. great. I they think like, it's really they great. They, like, shout at him and stuff. Like, don't put me there. Why yeah. would you do that? I also, like, do they mend themselves, or how does that work? It's fascinating to me, because yeah. I don't know. I mean, probably. I like, you would never need a new set, though. Yeah. But- if you got hand-me-downs. Well, Ron's is noted to be, like, pretty battle-worn. So yeah, I think eventually maybe they yeah. would stop working. But I, I mean, this like is his mag- grandfather's. Would he have a little funeral for like each? The little magic piece? would like wear off. <laughs> or would he have little? Would he have little After tiny so shot glasses to pour one out for each little piece? Pour one out for the king. Pour two out for the queen. <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> so on Christmas Eve, Harry is actually looking forward to the next morning because he's finally looking forward to a Christmas. But he doesn't even expect any presents. But he does get presents. And as Ron <laughs> says, what did you expect? Turnips? <laughs> I love Which, that. What if what, he was? Ron, what? Can you imagine what Christmas morning was like at the Dursleys? Oh. 
He was a probably annoyed that he had to spend so much time with Dudley around. Because well, what is of, he doing when it's snowy outside? Think of Dudley's birthday. Right. Then think of the presents on Christmas. Right. And Harry gets like what? A 50, 50 pence piece? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Possibly a, a paper clip. hand-me-down sweater from D- Dudley. Some old socks. Right. right. So the presents Harry does get. So Hagrid sends him a... Uh, homemade wooden flute which i think is adorable that he took the time to make him something and it comes super in handy later shout out to hagrid yes meg i was just gonna say that that is the same flute he uses later in the book Mm -hmm. i think it sounds like an owl when he blows yeah i like that part and the dursleys send him a 50 pence piece which ron thinks is weird what a shape that's what he says (laughs) and i was wondering are the dursleys required to give him a present Like, is that part of the protection? Because it's always something crappy, but they always do it. And if you think about the Dursleys, they probably wouldn't give him something. Do you think someone like Dumbledore or McGonagall wrote them a letter and said, hey, send this kid something? Maybe it's like going back to that howler that Petunia gets. Right. Send him something. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Send him some gifts. But even when he opens that, he says, well, that's friendly. Yeah. 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 He's probably shocked. What well, he is. He's yeah. probably shocked that it's not like a bobby pin or something. <laughs> or like, like, don't money. ever come back. Like a note. A Q-tip. Yeah. <laughs> I looked, Used. I, I looked up on Pottermore, and there's a whole list of all the presents that Harry gets throughout all the books. And okay. I really liked what they said about this. They said, you've got to admire the amount of effort the Dursleys will go to actually not make an effort. <laughs> <laughs> a gift yeah. that says, we paid more for postage and packing than this actual gift. Ooh, but that's how hilarious. <laughs> how do how do muggles send things to Hogwarts? Oh, yeah. okay. So they actually talk about that in Deathly Hollows, I think, because Petunia writes to Dumbledore about wanting to like come to Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. And oh, that's right, um, back in the day. And Snape I'm says sorry. something. Snape says something along the lines of how he thinks that there are wizards status at the post offices Ah. so in case kids or something do send letters to hogwarts it's not just like lost in the mail and they take them and actually deliver them okay i could understand that i could see that for like muggle kids who don't have access to the can i just say that reminds me of ben in black when there's like alien in the um thing (laughs) not the mail you're so weird (laughs) but okay okay so maybe they just send it and they just like write to harry potter at hogwarts and like throw it in the mail (laughs) Hope that he gets it. I like that. So then Mrs. Weasley sends him an emerald green sweater. To match his eyes. And a large box of homemade fudge. And Pottermore said, Harry became an honorary member of the Weasleys. I bet you he looked really good in the green. I (laughs) have two questions about the sweaters. Uh, Where can I get sweaters? Wait, the sweaters. (laughs) So many questions about sweaters. Yeah. I do have other things coming up about the sweaters, but go ahead. Oh, I was just going to ask, or uh, this is more of a statement that I like in the movie that Harry has an H on his sweater because Mm -hmm. he doesn't get one in the book. You don't like that? No, you're ruining all my future plans. Okay, don't ask. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. (laughs) No, no, no. no, I'm not. I'm I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Wait for it. Save it. Go ahead. And I was just going to say that I wonder um, how Molly decides who gets what color. Oh, that was not one of my points. Wait, okay. <laughs> Speaking of that, lucky. I have another question. Do, do they get, like, do, every year do they get the same color yeah. they have always yeah. had? Yeah. Okay. Ron's, Ron's like, always oh, I got maroon, maroon okay. again. I wonder what color she'd give me. I look really good in blue, Molly. I'll send you my address. I like green. Mm-hmm. I also like... Um, I'd want yellow. Blue, like dark blue. Do you remember when, like blue. Do, you, do you remember when my mom made us yes. Weasley sweaters for the midnight 
showing. They were pretty great. My So my mom, she loves knitting, but honestly, like some of her projects, she's not necessarily well-versed in making sweaters, but she tried. So she, she but that made it like, so perfect. Yeah, it was perfect because it was like, you know, very Weasley-ish. But I remember like by the end of the movie, they were like unraveling and I'm like, this is so perfect. <laughs> At least it made it through the movie. That's all that mattered. It's great. She even stitched the letters on the front of it. It was so cute. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Oh, I wish well. I still had it, but it like came undone. Still waiting yeah. on my blanket. Wizarding World, can you guys make um, like sweaters that like have, I want my initial. Don't look at me and say they do. I know they do, but I want my initial on it. Okay. They should. Dear whole of Wizarding World. That would be a lot of stock they have to keep. Yeah, but like maybe you could, you could just custom it. order it. Yeah. yeah. I would. All I right. Want, I want a sweater with my initial on it. <laughs> anyway. So he gets chocolate frogs from Hermione, mm. which that will help in a future episode. And he gets the invisibility cloak. <gasps> I know. What? And I love how it's described. It says it was strange to the touch, like water woven into material. That is I such just, a cool description. Yeah, I get such like, I can't describe it, but like I get this feeling. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that because we know that there are other um, invisibility cloaks that don't last as long because this is like the legitimate one. Right. How I wonder how they feel compared to that one. Like, yeah. you know, when you get uh, yeah. like pleather something versus yeah. leather, like how there's, you can tell there's a difference. Interesting. I wonder yeah, because what, most other ones are made out of um, demi guy's hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or it's like something with a disillusionment, a really powerful like disillusionment. Like a charm, yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's really cool. Could that Would it feel like whatever was disillusioned? Also, I'd like to, oh, well, you might point Maybe. this out that I want to. Do you like one. these hand motions? I like these. <laughs> um, I like that Ron immediately knows what it is. He's like, oh yeah. He's pulling it out. He's like, oh, mm-hmm. that's an invisibility. And there cloak. it goes back again that Ron is his best teacher about the Wizarding World. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he truly is. Shout out to Ron. Yep. And there's a note <laughs> left in the invisibility cloak. It does not say who it's from. It says, "Your father left this in my possession before he died. It is time it was returned to you. Use it well." And this is the first thing that Harry receives that had belonged to his father. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he and had any idea how important it would be. A hollow. Can I just hollow. ask an unpopular question? Who, who gave him the cloak? What? I'm not even kidding. Is You're it Dumbledore? N- what? Yes. I'm just making sure. I'm just making sure. For all those fans out there that are like, I don't remember. Neither do I. AKA kids. no one, just Sarah. <laughs> I'm Tiffany's just making sure. Right now. I'm glaring across the table. Who's Harry Potter again? Why? I have a question. Why would Ron give anything for one of these? I find that an odd statement. Who wouldn't want? He, he wants he, to be. Think about. It, he wants to disappear. He yeah. is like low on the totem pole. Honestly, know. though, like he I feel like. It. When we taught, well, not we, but like when you asked Chris Rankin, is that who played? Yes, correct. How he was like you, and we saw the whole different side of Percy, but we always kind of felt like well i've always kind of felt like ron was like the the last one so like not that they didn't care about him because they do but like how he was saying like percy was like the most well he was trying to do all these things and like he had to live up to his brothers but ron really did so he probably you they all probably felt like they needed to be the certain every single weasley probably felt like they needed to be the certain type of person and so Mm -hmm. ron probably felt like well i'm the last boy like they forget about me and they look to my sister because she's the only girl and so that's yeah. probably why he wanted an invisibility cloak. Why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it? How would it come in handy? Maybe you have an upcoming international trip. Maybe you want to connect with family and friends. Learn about a new culture. 
want to understand certain pop culture things? Well, Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. And guess what? It's available on desktop or as an app. And it truly immerses you in the language that you want to learn. Rosetta Stone is a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 language, languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish. These are just some of the examples of languages that you can learn. Fast language ac acquisition. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in so many ways. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. It's designed for long-term retention, and it's got built-in true accent features to give you feedback on your pronunciation. It's kind of like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's also really convenient, and I'm really excited that there's an app. There's an app option, and you could also use it on your desktop. It's got an audio companion, and it's the ability to download lessons so you can do this offline. And it's at an amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and languages needed in life. That's a lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone has to offer for 50% off. It's a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Swish and Flick listeners will get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off for unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com dot com slash today today it could be truly invisible i think it's important to point out that harry mentions in the book that he feels strange like who had sent this cloak to him and had it once really belonged to his father like actually mm -hmm. inheriting an heirloom which yeah. he knows his nothing only about heirloom that he ever gets from his family mm -hmm. yeah. i believe right like it's that's minus the money about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's gotta be a really weird feeling mm -hmm. Very um, emotional. Fred and George come bursting into the room and Harry hides the cloak really quick because I don't think he's ready to share it with anyone just yet. And they have letters on their sweaters, unlike Harry and Ron, that is a Ron movieism. Does, Ron does have a letter on his sweater. I don't think In he the does. movie. In the book, I thought he does. I don't know about the book. I don't think she, he does. Is it only Fred and George because they're twins? It's a, they're, no, well, no, no, there's a reason for it. Wait, Percy has one too because they yeah, make fun does. of him because like, oh, that for, P for per, prefect. prefect. Yeah, mm. but I don't think Ron does. We'll I'll look, look that into up. it. I think he does. Whoever wins has to buy the other a butter beer. <laughs> yeah. Okay, a real butter beer. A real butter beer. But I don't remember which one says it, but one of the twins says, "I suppose she thinks you don't forget your name, but we're not stupid. We know we're called Gred and Forge." Best line yet. Yes. <laughs> and that brings us to Christmas dinner. And the rest of Christmas. This is what it says. Ron says, I hate maroon. Ron moaned half-heartedly as he pulled it over his head. You haven't got a letter on yours, George observed. I suppose she thinks you don't forget your name, but we're not stupid. We know we're called Gred. I can't even say But I Gred think that he's talking George. to Harry, not Ron, saying, oh, you don't have a letter on. 
But he said, why aren't you wearing yours, Ron? George demanded. Yeah, Come on, get it on. They're lovely and warm. And then he says, "Yeah, he's I hate wrong. maroon. And then um, Percy stuck his head through the door looking disapprovingly. He had clearly gotten halfway through unwrapping his presents as he too carried a lumpy sweater over his arm. And it says, P for prefect. Get it on, Percy. Come on, we're all wearing ours. Even Harry got one. Guess who owes me a butterbeer? They frog marched Percy Megan. from the room. His arm was pinned to his side by the sweater. I'll take that hot. Right. <laughs> Let's talk about I Christmas. I feel oh, like you know. Letter. Oh, you know. You know. <laughs> you know. Let's talk about Christmas. Okay. I'm going to start this off by talking about the fact that I think it's... Interesting that it first talks about Christmas dinner, and then later on it says Harry and the Weasleys spend a happy afternoon having a furious snowball fight. Furious. So what What time is dinner? Is my question. Probably it's early. Probably like two o'clock. That's yeah, really that's like what dinner. we do. That's like that that's for, like holiday. Uh, dinner. That's holiday dinner time. All right, so it's dinner. Okay. The feast includes all types of delicious foods, a hundred fat roasted turkeys, a mountain of boiled and roasted potatoes, a platter of fat chipolatas. Now, if I'm saying that incorrectly, I apologize to everyone. And I didn't know what that was, so I had to look it up and I had a little chuckle to myself because it says, it's a type of fresh sausage. And then I put a big smiley face. <laughs> Sarah. And then it's terrines of buttered peas, which terrines. again, I apologize for. <laughs> because I don't know if I'm saying terrines correctly. And those are like, when I looked it up, they were like fancy little boats. Of, oh, um, yeah, yeah. Put buttered peas in. I don't really, I'm, I don't Just know. Just buttered what, peas, nothing else. Nothing well, else. Put, like I would put... I would put gravy in it, but I guess people yeah. pour gravy. So, um, silver boats of rich, thick cram or of gravy, and no one. <laughs> silver, rich, silver. thick cranberries, <laughs> thick gravy. I skipped cranberries, and there's cranberry sauce, and then of course for dessert, there's flaming pudding. Flaming pudding. I'm assuming it's, it's on, on fire. fire. <laughs> on fire. Um, and there's a great You're article on. Um, Pottermore. I'm like, what is that website called? And it's entitled, and now we can put it on the Facebook. The Facebook. The Facebook. And it's the difference. It used to be called the Facebook. I still call it the Facebook. Sometimes I call it the Face Space. Shout out to Jen. (laughs) So it says the differences between a muggle Christmas and a wizarding Christmas. And so the very first thing it talks about is the food. And they basically are like, there's not much difference because, like, in a muggle Christmas, as with the Christmas, Hogwarts Christmas feast, it's got turkeys, they've got flaming chocolate, um, or Christmas pudding, and and they even says even the most powerful of wizards won't be able to resist falling asleep by the end of it. And then, but there are a few magical touches that muggles sadly cannot compete with. The main thing being that there are means of magic that can make food replenish itself, meaning Christmas dinner never has to end. Imagine having the miracle of never ending wine, for example. I'm sure Haggard would love it, slash does love it. Um, 
So would I, Hagrid. Magical stuff aside, wizards also like to put their own little twist on the old muggle tradition of hiding a sixpence in a Christmas pudding, as demonstrated by Percy, who nearly choked on a sickle embedded in his festive dessert. Sickle, sickle, sickle. <laughs> I made you that. <laughs> Wrong holiday. And, uh, <laughs> correct. And so we see Hagrid indulging in copious amounts of wine, so much that he's a little bit red in the face, and he even kisses McGonagall on the cheek, who just kind of laughs. Wow, I wow. Think she, too, is indulging she in some wine. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they all merrily stuff their faces until they're full. And it says that, uh, so kind of after dinner, it's still kind of hanging around. Yes, Megan. I just want to say that we are totally going to have ourselves a Christmas. Tree. Oh, yeah. Watch yes. us say this and not be able to pull it off. No, we're <laughs> doing it. Meaning picking a date and like actually do it. I expect no, 100 doing. fat roast turkeys. Yeah. And Sarah's, Sarah's making them. I, and, I, for, and I've never made a turkey in my life, nor do I like that. Fresh sausages. What? I'll get you fresh sausages. Don't you worry. I want real cranberry sauce. Mm. Actually, I watched a girl make some, so we can make cranberry sauce. I know how to make it. So um, they also have crackers on the table. Not crackers. No, but when I first read this, like I was like, oh, crackers. I, I, I was, was getting to that. The you first guys time didn't I read know what it. Like, Christmas crackers are? No. no. Oh. So it's basically, you know, they're kind of like a little package. But I've always seen them, they're like cylindrical. And then you have two people and you both pull um, the ends of them. And then like there's a prize inside. And so going back to wizarding um, Christmases or wizarding holidays versus muggle ones with the muggle ones, they kind of just get like plastic toys or like paper crowns. But the wizarding ones could almost be anything. So Harry gets um, a wizard's chest out of one cracker. He pulls one with Fred, which sends a big blast and covers them with um, blue smoke. And then it gave them um, a rear admiral's hat and real live white mice. Um, Harry also gets a pack of non-explodable lum- luminous balloons, a grown-your-own warts kit, which who would want that? Like, what are you going to do with a grow-your-own warts kit? Not grow a wart, but like, <laughs> is that something you like <laughs> use on someone else? Yeah. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, you like figure out little, how to get that on Draco's yeah. face. <laughs> that would be amazing. And it's it's cool to see that you know I I don't know because clearly the, my friends at this table don't know um, much about it. But I've seen I watched some um, YouTubers online that are British, so I've seen them use them. So maybe it's more of like a UK thing. So let us know. I I don't know. We've Sarah not done that much. It's all about the YouTube. Yeah. Oh, this is true. The, the tube, tube of you. you. <laughs> you owe me a Coke. Two Cokes. What? I get two Cokes. Oh, gosh. Um, and so it's it's cool to see that they're doing, like, all these crazy things. And they even say, um, like, doesn't Dumbledore have a... Swaps his pointy wizard's hat for a flowered bouquet and was chuckling. Bouquet? Yeah. Bonnet. Bonnet. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm wearing a bouquet. I can't talk. Um, I want to see him in a flower bonnet. Yeah. Like, it's cool to see that, again, there's live mice. And you see at the end, Harry's like, I don't know. He's like, some of the the mice have disappeared. And he's has a little bit of an afterthought of like, oh, that's probably what Mrs. Norris is going to eat tonight. Um, And then we see that Harry and the Weasleys spent a lot of time afterwards having a ferocious slash furious is what it actually says snowball fight on the grounds um and then they go up to the common room um to relax after their fight and have turkey sandwiches sammy's sammy's um so they're 
eating again, which I think we can all relate to when you have a big holiday. And I guess if you're eating at two o'clock in the afternoon, I know what I do for Christmas Mm -hmm. is that you have your big meal. And for us, my own family, and we haven't done this in a couple of years, but we we used to go to a hall because I have a large family. We'd eat our dinner at like two, and then we'd all pack up the rest of the food that was still left over and go to someone's house, whether it be mine or my uncle's or whoever's, my grandparents maybe, and then we'd eat again a couple hours later. We'd kind of just leave yep. it all out and continue to graze for the whole night. So they kind of do that too as you see them eating later on. We are like the wizards. Yes. Oh, and there's another... Um, article on Pottermore about why Christmas is ho- at Hogwarts is better than any other. Because um, it's Hogwarts. Do tell. Yeah. And he's like, there's a good chance that it'll be a white Christmas. And oh. it even says that um, the chance, it always seems to snow at Hogwarts in December. And I know for me personally, I enjoy a white Christmas. Yes. We're from Cleveland. We know that snow is inevitable. I am also one of those people that I don't hate it um, until like March, then I'm over it. I like snow days. I'm over it after New Year's. That's how. But here's my thing. I feel like I want a white Christmas. I want a white New Year's, and after that, I don't care as much. But if I'm having a green Christmas, I'm a little mad. Yep. And then it talks about there's the promise of butterbeer. After everyone has tired themselves out in the snow and returned to the common room exhausted and cold, there would always be a nice warming butterbeer waiting. If the Weasleys have anything to do with it, but I think you have to be a little bit older to drink that. And it says it has Christmas baubles like you'll never seen, that you've never seen. <laughs> I can't talk. So it's always decorated in such a great way. And you see Hagrid was bringing up those large trees. Um, and I know I'm one of those people that I love a good Christmas decoration. And mm-hmm. I really uh, enjoy decorating the Christmas tree. At least I really used to before my grandma died. We used to do it together. Like I'm real excited to decorate for Halloween at our house, but I'm really, really excited to decorate for Christmas. <laughs> I, I used to get, when I was a kid, so we, um, for years, used to get real Christmas trees. Um, mm, I'm allergic. My mom is allergic. I'm and allergic then, to so everything. Once we got older, Six. I would be the only one, like I would, but I'm also, I like, <clears throat> I like my Christmas tree looking a certain way. So I'd be the only one putting all the decorations on it and everything. And because everyone's like, well, I'm allergic. I was like, yeah, so am I. Like, I think I'm allergic to it. I'd get like spots in my arms as I'm like wrapping the lights around. But like, <laughs> I'm so obsessed. I'm like, no, my tree needs to look perfect. Just like they do in, um, Harry Potter with the baubles and the decorations and like the certain little ornaments you have to put on the trees. And yeah, I love a good Christmas tree. And it says the Great Hall is the perfect Christmas venue. It's one of the finest places to tuck into a Christmas dinner. So that's always good. And it says not one, not even someone dreading taking Polyjuice Potion later could fail to enjoy Christmas dinner at Hogwarts. Because, I mean, again, renewing plates of sausages, what more could you want out of life? (laughs) Like, that is heaven. I'm actually (laughs) really hungry right now, and I'm thinking, like, this sounds great. And it says I'm wizarding. So and I ate like before we started <laughs> podcasting. Wizarding festive food is amazing. While on the subject of food, the festive foods at Hogwarts of School of Witchcraft and Wizardry are like none other. Sorry, Mrs. Weasley. Whoa. And then it describes like the very first Christmas feast that they have and all of the food. And I'm sure that they didn't just have turkey, potatoes, sausage, oh, yeah. and peas. Like there was probably there's probably thousands ham and yeah. chicken and like probably shepherd's pie and all that. Yeah. Kind of crazy other like vegetables and like yeah. you know and i'm sure they didn't just have flaming 
Pudding. Um, oh yeah. yeah, pudding. Correct. What if Which I'd be interesting had, like, to see stacks of chocolate like, frogs for time, the kids to take. That'd be awesome. I, I know in I know in England when they say pudding, like they mean like all the desserts I believe are called pudding, and like so you can get different kinds. So so me. Someone clarify that. UK fans, us. let us know. Yes, please, because ninety percent of the time I think I'm pudding, like, wow. I'm thinking of snack packs. It says wizarding crackers are even better. Like I said. <laughs> So they can really um, make Christmas at Hogwarts a blast. So you never know what you're going to get out. Literally. Yeah, literally. Mm. So I think that we can all agree that we would love to spend a Christmas at Hogwarts. I would, yes. be, I would be into that. I'm also, I love the cold. So like to be bundled up in the snow. Katie. Eating sausages <laughs> at Hogwarts. Oh my Probably gosh. crying into my warm butterbeer because I'm there. Happy tears. Sausage in one hand, hot butter beer in the other, a tissue to <laughs> cry my ass out about. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Christmas. Christmas at Hogwarts. Hogwarts at Christmas. <laughs> She's done. Singing along to Christmas carols with Dumbledore because yeah. we know he likes to sing. That's true. So what happens after that, Tiffany? All right. So after clearly a very eventful Christmas day, as Sarah <laughs> described, Harry gets into bed, um, and for the first time that day, he actually has a chance to think about the cloak that he received. And he takes it out, and he's thinking about the phrase that he read where it said, use it well. And he like knew immediately that he had to use it like right then and that he had to use it alone. He thought about waking up Ron, but he had like this feeling that it should just be him. I'm so glad that he did it alone. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And so the first place that he wants to go is the restricted section of the library. Nerd. And so um, he picks... <laughs> I would say rebel. Ooh. A nerdy rebel. Yes. <laughs> um, he picks up a lantern and Megan kindly brought up, why would you not just use Lumos? And then I, I asked, well, maybe they, have they learned it yet? But it seems pretty basic. Can yeah, I just it say... like such a basic spell. And as Sarah points out, this is why he's not a Ravenclaw. That's true. That's true. Hermione when, would have used Lumos. Slash when, wouldn't have gone out of bed. When do they use Lumos for the first time? I don't know. Mm. Last night. I don't know. I think I think actually No, in, in the forest. In chamber. Well, no, for they're detention. Going to the, right? No? Either that or whenever they go to Aragog. I don't remember. Was, oh I get we'll find out real soon. We'll find out. Um so in the library, he sees um, books with peeling and faded gold letters that form words and languages that he didn't understand. Some didn't have any titles, and one had a dark stain on it that appeared to be blood. Gross. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and I wonder how that got there. Probably potions. <laughs> Paper cut. <laughs> I just every time we're down here, I just never know what you're gonna say, and Let's it's always honest. great. I never know what I'm gonna say. That's also very. And then true. I say it and forget about it. And weeks later, I'm like, wait, I said what? And Katie, <laughs> Katie, and I always like are like, oh my gosh, Sarah said this, and we just crack up about it later on. And she's like, what are you talking about? I didn't say that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You did. It um, could be dragon's blood. It could be. I, I, want, I like paper cut. It could I be like the blood it. of your enemies. <laughs> a big old paper cut. Uh, blood of my enemies. Is there? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, geez. Um, he thought he heard faint whispering from one of the books. And he also thought that, um, like, this book, like, knew someone shouldn't be there. Or, like, someone yeah. there that shouldn't be. Which I think is just 
incredibly creepy. Yeah, agreed. Um, Someone showed up. Right. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's like Beauty and the Beast. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe it is. Maybe they'll go away. (laughs) I love that movie. Um, And then he pulls out a black and silver book from the shelf. And when he opened it, this is the book that began shrieking. So he slams the book shut, causes a ruckus as he books it (laughs) out of the library. (laughs) You're all welcome for that. You need to leave. I know, right? (laughs) And um, he slips like just under Filch's arm. He had no idea where he was going, and he soon found himself lost. And he's looking around. He was by a tall suit of armor. And then he starts to overhear a conversation between Snape and Filch. And Snape had asked Filch to monitor if someone was wandering around at night. So it's kind of early for um, a lightning bolt question, but I wanted to throw it in. I have other questions for the round. But um, what do you think Filch thinks Snape is up to? Do you think he even cares? Or he's just wanting to get caught? Or catch someone, I mean. I don't think he questions it. He just does what he says. I think that Filch likes Snape because he's kind of a jerk. I was going to say that, yeah. I was going to say something else. Mm. Yeah, I know you were. And... (laughs) I think that if if things were reverse, Snape would like be like, "Go ahead, hang students. I don't care." So like, Filch is kind of on his side. You know what I mean? So like, you think he just he's he, just like whatever Snape so can do whatever. Snape he is wants. like, "Hey, look out for people." And he's like, "Done. Yeah. Oh, let's do this." Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. I think he really respects Snape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I would agree with, with that. that. But it's Filch. <laughs> True. Um, AKA s- filth. Oh my, Argus <laughs> filth. <laughs> Argus. <laughs> Is he a pirate now? <laughs> We're going to go on. Things are happening. Okay. A door was open and he squeezed inside without being heard. And so, um, when we were talking, he, 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 so he finds himself in an old classroom and I don't know when I had this thought or why I had this thought, but I always thought this was that this room was the room of requirement. I may have made a discovery here. Continue, but we'll, it'll it'll come out. It'll come out. Yeah. Okay. Um, but then when I was looking through Pottermore, it says all the instances where we see the room of requirement. This wasn't listed under them because Megan and Katie we were talking and they were like, "I don't think that's the room of requirement." And I just thought that it was hmm. because it was so op- it was open to him. It was perfect timing. It just I felt never made that, that way. Connection. Katie, go ahead. I think you actually might be right, and I might be wrong. Can you give me some evidence to back this up? Yeah, because... Go ahead. No, I want to hear what you had to say before you thought that she might be right. (laughs) Why I thought she was wrong? Correct. It had never occurred to me. I didn't know if she was wrong or right, but I had literally never thought of that ever before. Same here. Which I thought was really cool when she brought it up when we were talking Eh, about prepping this episode. I'm real cool. I thought that it could be, but... I always know whenever JK talks about the room of requirement, she very specifically mentions the tapestry on the other side of the wall. Mm-hmm. And a tapestry was never mentioned in this specific chapter. Okay. And that's why I came to the conclusion that it wasn't the room of requirement. Mm. Right. Well, but then go ahead. I was looking up for, cause I have a section later on that it has to do with the mirror as well. So I looked it up on Pottermore and it says, um, that it has been languishing in the room of requirement for a century or so before Dumbledore brings it out and puts it to work. 
So is this the room of requirement or did he move it temporarily out to then move it again to I, the chamber? But why would he move it so yeah. many times? I'm gonna, I don't know. I'm going to headcanon this and say that Can I think I it is. Can I just also say as many times before in all of our podcasts, my mind has been blown a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I never thought like to make that connection. And now that mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh my God. Like it's probably true. Yeah. I feel like since it says that it's been in the room of requirement for a century or so. I I feel like it would be in the room of lost things. But also can... So Harry, say this is the room of requirement, and Harry stumbles upon it. Can Dumbledore get inside still? You know how it has weird rules? Yeah. Do whatever he I yes. think Dumbledore was in it before Harry got in it himself. There's a rule with the room of requirement that they discover whenever they're trying to get Draco in Half-Blood Prince. Yes. You have to be thinking of the exact same room, and that room can't have been like, oh, I need to be un- unplottable or like whatever. Like the person who's in there originally can't have thought that, otherwise you won't be able to find it. But if they're, you know, if someone is saying, oh, I need to, f- I need to find a room where I can hide something. Okay. They go in well, there, and then after Draco, Goyle, and Crab in the seventh one come in after them because they're thinking mm-hmm. of the exact same place. But you can't think of a different place and go in the room of requirement. It has so. to be the same. Two things to that point. Room of lost things. This mirror is not lost, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I have to go ahead and figure with Dumbledore the way that he's thinking. He knows what's in the room. It's the mirror. He knows what the mirror does. And so he can kind of just use that general intuition that he knows what Harry sees in that mirror. He knows why he's going there. And maybe that's why he can get in there. Well, he it was, was just first. way too convenient to open but, that door, that door to be open right, right. there. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, the more that you think about it, I, I think that was the room requirement. Okay. And maybe he was thinking like, I, whatever the first time, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I'm not convinced. But oh, that's okay. It's fine. I'm on the fence as well. You just need to leave then. Goodbye. <laughs> you are the weakest link. Goodbye. <laughs> so my head canon is that it Gosh, that it is. Now that you brought crazy. that up, but yeah. you brought me back because when you guys said, you know, oh, I don't know if it is, and I looked it up and I find it, I'm like, okay, this can't be it. But now I don't know. Can Tell us what your, you think. Exactly. Yeah. I want to hear your opinion. I I just it's even if it's not true, it's just an interesting thing. It's an interesting theory about. Yes. Yeah. Um, So let's keep going with this. So propped up against the wall in this room that may not be of requirement (laughs) (laughs) um, on the wall was the mirror. And it looked as if it didn't belong because there's like it's just this old classroom with old like school type things within it strewn about. Um, It was a magnificent and high as the ceiling with an ornate gold frame with clawed feet. I don't want to read this. Wait, it was gold? In in the movie, it wasn't... hmm. It was gold in the movie. Oh, was it? Yeah. (laughs) I don't want to read what is backward, because it's... Erised straw, eru, oit, ub, kafru, oit, on, wozi. Washi. Was, 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 I don't know. That was pretty good. That was really good. Golf clap. Anyways, (laughs) and that's inscribed on the top, meaning... Backwards. I I show you not your face, but your heart's... You added I show not your face, but your heart's <laughs> desire. There we go. So I like it. I know that first round, you know, I didn't, I didn't pick up on that, but 
Um, I remember being like still young and being like, oh my God, you just read it backwards. Yeah. So cool. I remember specifically going back to that page and like writing it backwards. Yeah, yeah. And like I didn't know what it said, but so I had heard from somebody, oh, you just have to read it backwards. So I just like, I wrote <laughs> You wrote it out. <laughs> I wrote yeah, Sarah did. Sarah's showing us in her book. She wrote it in her book. <laughs> and I As went an just, just in one line and wrote all the letters backwards. And then I read it and I'm like, oh my God. I show not your face. And I like remember like reading it out. I'm like, oh, mind blown. Oh, I didn't know that. I, literally, I think, I think I found out. I remember being in line going to. Um, we we're in the Wizarding World. So what? Three and a half years ago, and you said something. I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, now I understand. Like, because I, I made a comment. I remember distinctly being in the line to get in the ride. Um, Forbidden Journey ride, mm-hmm. and you like pointed it out. It's the like, worst ride. Oh, I'm really not a Harry Potter fan. <laughs> I don't know who he is. Never read the books a day in my life. So there's a um, a short article on the mirror of Erised on Pottermore, and so I'm just gonna kind of read it. It's pretty short. Yeah, you are. Okay. The mirror of Erised is a very old device. Nobody knows who created it or how it came to be at Hogwarts School. A succession of teachers have brought back interesting artifacts from their travels, so it might have arrived at the castle in this casual manner, either because the teacher knew how it worked and was intrigued by it, or because they did not understand it and wished to ask their colleagues' opinions. The Mirror of Erised is one of those magical artifacts that seems to have been created in the spirit of fun, whether innocent or malevolent is a matter of opinion because while it is much more revealing than a normal mirror, it is interesting rather than useful. Only after professor, D- professor Dumbledore, well, professor, professor makes key modifications to the mirror, which has been languishing in the room. Oh, that's where you got that <laughs> in the room of requirement for a century or so before he brings it out to put it to work. I guys, I'm sorry. It's a room of requirement. <laughs> Done and done. Does it become a superb hiding place in the final test for the impure of heart? The mirror's inscription, blah, 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 whatever Megan said, must be, <laughs> must be read backwards to show its true purpose. And then these are Rowling's thoughts. Albus Dumbledore's words of caution to Harry when discussing the mirror of Erised express my own views. The advice to hold on to your dreams is all well and good, but there comes a point when holding on to your dreams becomes unhelpful and even unhealthy. Dumbledore knows that life can pass you by while you are clinging on to a wish that can never be or ought never be fulfilled. Harry's deepest yearning is something impossible. The return of his parents. Desperately sad it is that he has been deprived of his family. Dumbledore knows that to sit gazing on a vision of what he can never have will only damage Harry. The mirror is bewitching and tantalizing, but it does not necessarily bring happiness. Yep. Truth. Which actually I think is a really good segue into my part of Adventure 2 with the cloak. Mm-hmm. Because this kind of shows Harry and Ron's first little argument. Yeah. So we're almost there too. So um, he's standing in front of it. He almost screams and he's seeing his entire family. And I was thinking, what an overwhelming feeling this must be for him. It says he mm-hmm. ached, half yeah. joy and half terrible sadness or something. I wrote silence, which is not true. <laughs> um, he began to notice similarities between him and the people that he's seeing, and he realizes that he's seeing his family. He's noticing green eyes. 
<laughs> Wake it up, King. I'm sleeping. I'm sorry. Noses, knobby knees, and untidy hair. And he sat for what I would guess, in my own opinion, to be hours. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and he vowed to return. He probably barely got any sleep that night. It's so How sad. Devastating. Like, I'm, I just got chills oh. thinking of him just going, Mom, but, Dad, like, mm-hmm. for the first time seeing these people that he's... Yeah. Thought about because he's never long. even seen a picture His of mom's them because Petunia mm-hmm. and Vernon. How much of that is like? How? It literally almost like I'm on the verge of tears just thinking about it. Like I can't imagine what it would feel like, like never knowing mm-hmm. my parents, and then all of a sudden you see them and you don't. He doesn't you even know really right away. He's have like, them. oh my God, these people kind of look like me. Mm-hmm. And you notice he talks about the, the green eyes that his mom had, or who he sees a woman with red hair and green eyes. And he's like, yeah, you know, and a guy with untidy black hair standing next to her. And he's like, has probably a moment of realization of going, those are my parents. Like, yeah. oh my God, it's just, and then he's so happy, heartbreaking. And he's so sad. And it's just, I don't know. It's, it's sadness. So night yeah. adventure. Part two. So Harry goes back to <laughs> Gryffindor tower and wakes up the next morning. And Ron is a little bit upset that Harry didn't wake him up. But Harry promises that he can come tonight because that is all Harry is thinking about is mm-hmm. going back. So, which is sad. But um, he's Harry is kind of excited, though, to show his family to Ron because that's how he thinks the mirror works at this moment in time. Um, so he's also excited to see the rest of Ron's family. Harry thinks about the mirror all day, like obsesses over it. And he was really worried all day that he wouldn't be able to find that room again. But late at night, both him and Ron get under the invisibility cloak and head off. And then it says, they passed the ghost of a tall witch gliding in the opposite direction, but saw no one else. I wonder if that's the gray lady. I think yes. It's like our first little Could blurb be. of the gray lady. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Ravenclaw. Yeah. <laughs> Ron was ready to give up pretty quickly on finding the room because they couldn't. And he was like complaining that his feet hurt and his feet were cold. They were dead with cold. Dead. He is such a little complainer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Harry was persistent because, again, he's been obsessing over this. Um, so finally, they see the... Um, suit of armor. They see the suit of armor, yep. And Harry knows that it's right there. So they find it and then they discover... That not everybody sees the same thing in the mirror of Erised. So again, Harry immediately sees his parents. But then he asks Ron to come. He's like, oh, do you see them? And Ron's like, no, I just see you. And then Harry's like, well, stand in it properly. Like, look. And Harry asks, oh, can you see your family? And Ron is like, what is going on? (laughs) I'm older. I'm head boy. I'm Quidditch captain. I'm holding the house cup and the Quidditch cup. So it's pretty clear that Ron clearly feels overshadowed by all of his siblings. Yeah. Even Jenny, I think, because she's yeah. the only girl. Mm-hmm. And then it's pretty naive of him to ask if the mirror shows the future because clearly Harry's parents are dead, so that's sad. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they actually argue over who gets to stand in front of the mirror, and I think this is a good first example of Ron's jealousy issues mm-hmm. that reappear throughout the entire series. Hugely in Gobble to Fire makes me want to like shake oh, him. Run. So I can understand. Yeah. Goblet run. Yeah. They need haircuts in the movies. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but then um, Mrs. Norris comes by and Ron drags Harry away from the mirror and then ends up saying that he thinks the mirror is dangerous and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And that they should not go back, 
Which brings us to the next day, mm-hmm. because Harry's obsessing over the mirror even worse than before. Just bringing Rowling's words like to truth, like you can waste like he's just yeah him. exactly obsessing over it. he can't think of anything ron tries to get him to play chess he suggests going to visit hagrid but nothing works harry's insistent even though ron says i think it's dangerous you probably shouldn't go yeah he goes back anyway but this time he runs into dumbledore and i think harry thinks he's going to get into huge trouble but again this is another example of harry getting away with everything and anything because he's Harry Especially Potter. Especially with Dumbledore. Yeah. <laughs> like, Dumbledore is instantly just smiling at him. Like, he, he knew him. he was going to be there. Um, apparently, Dumbledore was there the night before as well, because he knows that Harry had shown Ron the mirror. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Creepy. And <laughs> we find out that Tiffany pointed this out. Well, Dumbledore doesn't need a cloak to become invisible, but Tiffany suggested that Dumbledore has branched into areas of magic that no one has even thought to touch. Mm Kind of like Voldemort and how he Mm -hmm. taught himself to fly. I mean, there's no other explanation for that. Mm -hmm. Maybe he learned from Grindelwald. (laughs) (laughs) I like the way you said that. (laughs) Grindelwald. (laughs) So Dumbledore explains that the Mirror of Erised shows us nothing more or less than the deepest, most desperate desire of our hearts. He says that men have wasted away before it, which Harry's on that path. Mm-hmm. And After three visits, right. he's clearly on that yeah. path. Yeah. But and you have to think of it as your desire. Right. That's it's such a strong word. The mm-hmm. deepest thing, yeah. yeah. They're entranced by what they've seen or they've even been driven mad, not knowing if what it shows is real or even possible. And Harry, or Dumbledore tells Harry that they're going to be moving the mirror tomorrow, and he asks him to not go looking for it again. And we get one of the famous quotes of the whole series, and he says, it does not do to dwell on dreams and forget to live. And I wrote, how does this apply in the real world? And I think part of what Tiffany read before, you know, just that Harry, it, Harry's wish to have this, his family, it's never going to be. He's never going to have those people back in his life. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that he can't move on, you know. And I think some people in life think about, you know, the next thing always. Or or they wish they had something. And meanwhile, their entire life is passing them by. Mm -hmm. I will tell you that my mom has always said, and I've heard this since I was in grade school. I'm like, I can't wait. I can't wait for this. I can't wait for that. She goes, you should stop. Um, stop wishing your life away. It's mm-hmm. like you need to like worry about, not worry about, but like live in the present essentially and like stop waiting for the next thing, like live in the moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and that kind of, I've been trying to do this myself as well with my students, um, teaching them mindfulness. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we talk about is just being in the now. And if you think about like all the technology that we have, people are glued to their mm-hmm. phones. Um, I've tried to pull away from that. Um, but like one of the, we do these little videos to like kind of calm down and it's like, um, if you're just eating something, just eat something. Mm -hmm. If you're talking to someone, just talk to someone. Mm -hmm. And so I like like how that, yeah, it's just mindfulness, practicing mindfulness and being like right in the moment. And I think, um, that's what, you know. People that's, nowadays that's the, yeah. don't know how to do that. Like when I'm no. hanging out with and friends, I'm like I won't be on my phone. Like I, I can spend a whole lunch, not lunch specifically, but like a whole amount of time with my friends. I'm like, my phone's wherever. I'm like, the people, if they really need me, like, you know, I, you can get a hold of me, but mm-hmm. try not to be 
be with people and not on technology. Yeah. So are you telling me that I shouldn't have all those countdowns on my phone to my next Disney World trip? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's a not saying not to, but like... Looking forward to something is nice. Tomorrow. That building that anticipation is good. But yeah. in Harry's case, he can He can never get what right. he is seeing. And even if you think about Ron, like some of that stuff could be achievable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But in Harry's case, none of I'm like, it is. But even for Ron, like you can't... You can't live your life expecting it to go, you know, in a certain way and be, you could be devastated because it might not happen. You know, you might want to, you might plan, he might be planning on, I'm going to be head boy. I'm going to be that captain of the Quidditch team. And Mm -hmm. it never happens. And then he's going to be sad for the rest of his life. Try not to think like that. Mm -hmm. Just live in the moment and be like, you know, if I even make the Quidditch team, that's great. But I don't have to be all those things. I don't have to. Um, you know, he, he's has he has so many older brothers that he looks to and probably is thinking his parents expect him to be like Bill or like Charlie or like any of them. And he just needs to be his own person and yeah. not compare his life to anybody else's. Mm-hmm. And I think that in the end, Ron does a really good job, obviously, at mm-hmm. making his own story because mm-hmm. does he become Quidditch captain? No. Does he even have the chance to become head boy? No, he doesn't. He, I don't think that they win a Quidditch Cup Not with Ron on the, on the team. team I don't think. They get the House Cup, you know, but look at all the stuff that he did. Yes. I mean, he got yeah. to help save the Wizarding World with yeah. Harry Potter. Yeah, And I think, so, I think that's an important lesson for people to learn. I, need, I know even for myself, like, I thought my, you know, everyone thinks their life is going to go a certain way and it doesn't always end up like that, so. Yeah. Well, actually, to that point, like, Harry Potter is all about lessons mm-hmm. and um whether you're faith-based or not so you know some people say tell god your plans and you know he'll yeah. laugh I and or quote. but if you think about it even if you're not faith-based the universe always has a way of working things out for you mm-hmm. so something that you wanted so much and you thought was absolutely for you and you don't get it and then your life ends up turning out to be everything that you didn't know that you needed yeah um and that just I just, go ahead. Well, I know because we've had this conversation a little bit going back to being faith based because I know I am and I know Mm -hmm. Tiffany is. Mm -hmm. There's a country song and the guy's like, um, he's like, I don't know what the title is of it, but it's basically like, thank God for unanswered prayers because he's like, in it, he basically is like, I wanted to date this girl and all this other stuff and it never happened. And he's like, but thank God for unanswered prayers because I met the woman I'm married Mm -hmm. to and I love her and my kids and everything. And it's, that is such like a, like you're saying, yeah. you don't know. And if you think about what Ron wanted, all those things, mm-hmm. he didn't get fame and glory. Most essentially. of those things, and look how he's he's with Hermione. Yeah. He's with he the love got of his life. A chocolate frog card. Yeah, <laughs> which he so ended nice. up realizing so to it be was, one of his like favorite things ever that he got. Out it of like the worked whole out. <laughs> if you think about it, he wanted fame and glory, and he got it, but in such a different way, in such a more important way. Mm-hmm. And you see him later on where he's married and he's got two kids, and doesn't he end up working with um, George? Yeah. So like he he ends up exactly where he needs to be. Yes. So. Yes. Important lesson for everyone to no, learn. No, but truthfully, Harry Shout Potter's Ron. Harry Potter's all about lessons. Mm-hmm. And we can learn so much. Everything in Harry Potter is relatable to the real world. Honestly, it truthfully God. is. Well, and honestly, I've never even thought about it until just now. And I'm like, God, I need to like take some of this stuff to heart and mm-hmm. remember it. I but. think it's important to remind yourself of this quote every yeah. now mm-hmm. and then. I agree. Mm-hmm. Again, for mindfulness. I like that word. A lot of a lot of, a lot of people things. have uh, this tattooed, so 
Shout out to Harry Potter tattoos. We would all like to get one, but we're all really afraid of tattoos. What's not? We all have a Harry Potter tattoo. Some of us have two. Mm-hmm. Do you? You don't have any hollows though, right? I do not have a hollow. You got to get a hollow. I thought you were going to be like, wait, do you Maybe. have one? Yes, she does. No. She has two. Um, one of these things is not like the other, Tiffany. Hmm. Yeah, I can't. We <laughs> <laughs> no, already got the stars on their wrist without me, which I really but, want, but I just can't. If you guys have a Harry Potter tattoo, send us a picture because oh, we would yes. love to see it. And let's, we will show you ours. Let's do a post. Yes. yes. Let's put yeah. all ours. Uh, we all have Potter tattoos. Um, we got Sarah and I have the yeah. Deathly Hallows on our sides. Mine's rustic and Sarah has straight lines. Megan has a key with the Deathly Hallows on her wrist. A plus flying key. Flying key. Plus mm-hmm. stars. So those are the Potter ones? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Katie's got the Marauders' footprints. Mm-hmm. Is that your only in the stars? In the stars, and that's it. That's I also have, and then stars. Sarah has the stars too. So we'll, we showed you because we recently got the the three of us recently got the stars. Yeah. So you guys and saw we a picture that of on that. social media. So we'll show you and another picture of our <laughs> our other one. So and yeah, then you guys can close. comment with your picture. Yeah, and yes, show us yours. Literally love to see them because some of I mean all of them are great, and then you see some that you're like sums. You see Boom. see some of them. And they're so ridiculously creative Gosh. that it blows my mind. Yep. That I'm like, I can't believe someone thought of it, and it looks amazing. There's yeah. like someone that has oh. like this full sleeve, and it's like the landscape. Yes. Oh, well, it's so beautiful. There's one that I saw, and it's just I really like um, a lot of like outlines of they have them um, of the I've seen a lot of the cityscape of Cleveland and even other cityscapes. Yeah, and there's one where it's just the line of the outline of oh, Hogwarts, oh, and yes. I literally was like, I want I, that's I want that. That like, would be I want amazing. This. I need to wait a significant period of time before getting. If I get tattoo. another one, I gotta get. The Triforce. <sighs> Do it. <laughs> I'm a bad influence. You I hope your mom's not listening. Yeah, she would be very <laughs> upset with you. All right, let's go into our lightning bolt round. I have never been more prepared for this oh, round than I am either. today. Serious? Yeah, I have so did, many questions. Did Katie finish her? I did not. <laughs> Katie! <laughs> I have like one question. I thought you finished. Up. No, it's okay. God, I'm sorry. I'll buy you a cookie. You don't have to buy me a Coke. Okay, that's fair. Okay, that's Sarah, fair. you owe me one though. Okay. Just Chicken nuggets end. for your baby, just remember. Jeez. It's just the end of the wrap-up of the chapter, pretty much. So uh, I wanted to ask, what does Dumbledore actually see in the mirror? Because Harry does mm-hmm. ask him, but it's a super personal question, Whatever. and this is probably one of two questions that Dumbledore ever lies to Harry. But do you think he's actually lying to him? Yeah, I think so, yes. <laughs> yes. But, do you think maybe he saw his love? No. Maybe, yes. Maybe, yeah. Grindelwald? Yeah, but I think also mostly... Um, Ariana and yeah. his mom. Yeah, I was, I was one of my lightning bolt questions. Oh, sorry. 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 Me. And We're just probably, one up on each other today. And probably the love of his life, Grindelwald. Yes. But do you think that's the love of his life or maybe someone else's? Know. No, I think Me, Madame I'm Pomfrey and them air muffs. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm just saying. But socks are also brought up again. That's a recurring theme it in is. Harry Potter. I wish we would know. Like, can you please write a Pottermore article on that? Because I'd be fascinated to know why it's brought up so much. Because they're also they, we we kind of looked into great. it on the lexicon, but I I need like in depth legit in depth socks on the lexicon. I will end with Harry gets back in bed and shoves Scabbers <laughs> off his pillow. Bye bye, Peter. He's gross. He is peace gross. out, gross. Peter. He's gross. Gross. gross.
<laughs> and now we can move on All right. to lightning bolt. Now I've never been more prepared for what I have today. Um, can, can I go first? Because I never have questions. Oh. Yes. I never have no, I know you never have questions. That's why I'm letting you go. I never have questions, but I make a butt on the fly. Yeah, you're really good at that. All right, go. If you could ask for one thing from the Wizarding World for Christmas, what would it be? <laughs> it's going to be like your from, mom. Like from. You idiot. <laughs> She called like me last if night. You, if you were a part of the wizarding world and you like have all of those objects at your disposal, what would you want for Does Christmas? Does it have to be an object? No. I would ask for Remus Lupin. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh God. What would I want? Can Honestly, I have a time turner so I can fix Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> I'd like a flying Ford Anglet. No, I'm kidding. What would I want? I want a broom. I want to be real. Oh, everybody picked Fozzie Bear's broom, and then I forgot to say what his broom was. I think it's a clean sweep, though. I voted clean sweep. Yeah. No, I didn't. I don't even think I commented. Um, I'm a, I would I'm a want bad, a broom. Ha, um, You're an ant. Probably. What? I would favorite. want a wand. We already, have, already have a wand. You're yeah, at Hogwarts. You already have yeah. one. Yeah. You're part of the Wizarding World. Come on, you Katie. didn't say that. Yes, yes she did. did. Yeah, I do. Oh, when your ears you know what? listen. When you re listen to this, re <laughs> you have got to listen. <laughs> I'm out. What is that from? Okay, guys, this isn't a I very good lightning bolt round here. I don't You're know what I would answer. Broom. I answered. She, she said, said broom. broom. I said clean sweep. And I said a time turner. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Do they have like magical like sheets that change color? <gasps> Ooh, cool. I probably want... I would probably want a lot of like hair potions, like so I could do different things and like like sleek easies. Yeah, but like, do they have ones that like automatically change your hair color? And, I'm like, sure do they stuff do. Like that? yeah. That's what I would want. Like, or like a whole book on. Clearly, you can tell that I'm a hairstylist when I'm like, I want all the hair things. Oh my <laughs> like gosh. a book on hair stuff, so I could like do cool things with my hair, so I could pretend I'm like a metamorphosis. We're is that all, what they're called? They're metamorphosis. Yep. We're all like, too. we want brooms, and Sarah's like, I want sheets that change colors. <laughs> no, but. Honestly, everything awesome. she I'm talks about is a is your bed. I love my bed. It's the best place <laughs> in the entire world. That's where you get to sleep. I got a new duvet cover. <gasps> love it. Not talking about that. Okay, next um, question. Do you have one or do you want to like skip around? I mean, I have more. Oh, go on. Go, sister. What section in the library would you be most excited to look through? The restricted section? Yeah. I don't know if I want to go in there. I think I would just want to look through all the charms books. Creature books. <laughs> I was going to say creatures. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think I would want to be a magizoologist. Mm-hmm. I would be interested in reading. I don't even know if they would have it. But again, I want to know. We talked about this pre-podcast today about like the history of the um, muggle world versus the wizarding world. So I wonder if they have like comparisons. I would oh, read I'm sure they have like a muggle studies section. But they so. would be, they'd yeah. be, I just think it'd be so interesting to see how, like how, if or how it affected it. Cause I'm assuming it would. Cause we've seen, we see later on how the wizarding world affects yeah. when th- certain things are happening, how it affects the muggle world. I'd be interested yeah. to see vice versa. Mm-hmm. I have another one. Go. Go. What color would your Weasley sweater be? Purple. We kind of already answered and this, but I think blue. Yellow. Green. Or gray. Mm. Ooh. Mm. I like gray. Ooh, actually, I'd want purple. I'll twin with you. I would. I think blue or gray. Okay. What would you be most excited to get out of Wizard Cracker for Christmas I was going to answer that A whole question. cat. <laughs> <laughs> Not a half a cat? 
do you want do you want it to be alive? Yes. There were live mice. My in next there. my next question, cats? do you want a cat or a kitten? A kitten. I'd want Either. five kittens. I would want a kitten. <laughs> it explodes in five kittens. That'd be the I, best I, Christmas I think ever. I would start crying. Or puppies. <gasps> I have oh, serious. I want all the puppies. I have serious kitten fever right now. I really want a kitten. Tucker. Because my friend just got a kitten and it's the cutest little thing what ever. What would I want? I would probably no, want. No, I want, I want all the puppies. Is there anything else you guys would want out of the crackers? What crackers? Someone, I was gonna say crackers. I want some crackers. Maybe I would. I would want, want a chess set. That I would. Cool. Well, yeah, what other kind of cool. games are they pl- exploding snaps? Yeah, gobstones. Jinx. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh yes. Do you think they have? <laughs> do you, yes. Wait. Do you think they have like actual like chocolate and stuff? Like, chocolate. I want a big Honeydukes bar. Yeah. yeah. What okay. if like you got a house elf out of one of them? Oh, Hermione would be angry. That is not kind. Be Merry kind Christmas, and you get a slave. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. It's awful. <laughs> oh, Do you have any <gasps> more prepared questions? Wait, I have one more. Hold on. What if but you got an owl? Nobody wants to answer it. Go ahead. I'm and not going to answer it because I know what you're going to ask. What? It's too personal. It's very personal. <laughs> what, did, does anybody want to share what they would see in the mirror? Nope. There is one thing I would say, but I can't. So. Well, you know what? Actually, I probably will say it. We're, I want to battle with Rebel Watch <laughs> and win because we all know we're gonna. I want to flick. I want to do that episode where we like compare things Harry Potter to Star Wars. Yeah, I, I, I hope they know. Spoiler alert: We're gonna win because it's yeah. better than uh, Star Ma- Wars. And Magic else ever. trumps everything. Force. A all day, percent. every smuggles day. for the win. Smuggles yes. for life. We're gonna win. In all honesty, they're gonna cry because, like, I'm be not, great. I'm not really grown up yet. I really None think that I would see a hairless cat. <laughs> <laughs> Call her Rachel Green. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a cat. It's not a cat. I really, and, you really okay, want one of those? I really do. So all are they of our Sphinx cats? Sphinx, yeah. All I of don't, our cats. I would are never named, visit you. All of our cats what? are named after Harry Potter characters, and I want to get a hairless cat and name it Harry. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> don't they like thousands of dollars? Uh, I don't know. Can you get a used oh one? <laughs> <laughs> I want it as a kitten. You know what I would see in the mirror besides, you know, so our, our winning battle with Rebel Watch? Yeah, what? Me marrying like George Clooney. There you I go. Really wanted He's already married. A child. I know. I can't think of You know what I would see? most desperate desire of your heart. Are we talking about right now? Because I could go for a good burger. <laughs> like from the good burger? Home of the good burger? Can I take your order? <laughs> really Who loves know. orange soda? You don't know what you want? Katie's no. struggling. You want cats. Actually, ooh, More wait. cats. Okay, so I would, see myself, I would see myself with Katie and a sphinx cat. Oh, my God. Oh, now I'm included. On... Main Street USA of Walt Disney World, but walking our cat with a little like harness on. And what about I, it would be what like about your other cats? Cat, cat leashes, <laughs> just cat leashes. What about Iggy and uh, Teddy? They're in the yeah, backpack on my back. <laughs> no, they're in those babies' they would be backpacks. In a They'd be in a stroller. People do that. Wait, so you you will let your two cats ride in a stroller, but the poor little ugly one that has no fur <laughs> has to walk are you punishing him are for you, having no hair are you calling my future cat well I, it will be if it's hairless i realize that iggy probably will take a really long time to get along with it 
so they have to be separate. And let's let's be honest. He's Iggy kind of like super snotty. Iggy's very oh. smug. <laughs> That's why he fits in the group so well. He's a smuggle. <laughs> He's a smuggle cat. All right. Um, yeah, he's a little jerk. We had our friend come over with her baby, and he hissed at the baby. <laughs> he was terrified I was like, of this Dude, child. You better get it together for whenever Whoa. we bring home a baby. I have a question for the lightning bolt. I have yes. questions. Tiffany, poor Tiffany. Oh, you can ask ask yours. I might have one. Mine might be yours. So go ahead and ask. That's why I want to ask mine. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Can Mrs. Norris see through Harry's cloak? No. I don't think so. Because I it is the true cloak of invisibility. <laughs> Maybe she can smell them. Oh. I actually wrote that. I said, can she smell him? But I also wonder, like, is it the true cloak of invisibility for humans? I think animals are very different. I think everything. Yeah, no, I think that there might be some creatures. Or. Not, not that one. No. <laughs> is she a familiar? Not that cat. <laughs> All right. Um. How does Dumbledore know Harry has been there before and would be back again? Is he keeping tabs on Harry? Dumbledore knows all. Is that your only reason? He has the all-seeing eye. He's good at reading. I think that... (laughs) (laughs) I think that maybe Dumbledore didn't know that he went the first time. Agreed. But... After he came back a second time, and it was pretty clear, maybe Dumbledore was in there staring in the mirror. I have a theory. I was say, God, that's so. Would creepy. you like to hear my theory? Yes, no. I have a theory that um, portrait somewhere in the hall that's oh. not mentioned probably um, relayed the message. I think that Dumbledore probably told the portraits, you know, just keep an eye on Potter, and they told him, or. They were just like, you know, some kids going in the room where you put the mirror. You might want to go check it out. Yeah. Or maybe because the mirror was going to be moved soon. Maybe Dumbledore wanted to look in it one more time. I think that I think maybe I like both. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. the the one I'm going with, I think he was maybe in there the second time, but he was disillusioned or something. I I like the idea of him looking in the mirror because it gives me a lot of emotions Mm -hmm. and hits you in the feels. Yeah. And I think it's funny that at least in my theory, him and Harry see the same thing. Yes. Yes. And yeah. he under mm-hmm. that's why he understands so much yeah. why Harry would come back a third time. Mm-hmm. Oh god, that makes me want to Yeah, cry. so that was one of my questions. What was Dum- what does Dumbledore see in the mirror? And my answer for that was I think he sees his family put back together, not all his family like Harry saw, his immediate family, and then I think Grindelwald's right in there as well. And Aberthor- Aberforth is there too, yeah. even though he's not. Yeah, dead. no, the immediate no, family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah everybody's together. It's all meaning like Aberforth great. is happy with him again. He's not angry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's a whole family with everything no power, hungry, greed. Mm-hmm. All it's all good. Yep, mm-hmm. yep, yep. Sunshines um, and rainbows and such things. Daisies. My other thing was how did Dumbledore make himself invisible? And then I sees a boss. Yeah, we kind of <laughs> like went into boss. that. I go invisible like a boss. So we basically talked about all of mine. All right. Y'all suck. Here's my question. Imagine. Close your eyes. Feel it. Hogwarts. I'm there. It's Christmas Day. What do you want for your feast? What is your ideal Hogwarts Christmas feast, food-wise? Food-wise. Ham. (laughs) Just ham? (laughs) Mashed potatoes. Corn. And... Stuffing. No. Yes. Stuff. This is not your feast, Katie. It's a Megan <laughs> feast. And <I'm> snowballing. <laughs> this is really weird, but it's just like because it's a family thing. We always have cream peas, and I love them. 
I thought you were going to say macaroni and cheese. Oh, oh yeah, and my mac and cheese. I but just, I would have to make that. I don't trust a house elf to make my <laughs> recipe. <laughs> Whoa. I was going to say, mine are very specific. I just want exactly what my mom makes every Christmas. Mm. Oh, you miss out on the Hagen feast. Mm. My dad makes prime rib mm. every year. I do love prime rib, and I your dad's cooking rib. is great. This but is what I would want. Sorry, things Katie, are just tradition. It's okay. No, but like this is me. Like I would want prime rib, because we always have that every year. Mashed potatoes. Oh, mashed potatoes. I'm so hungry. Freshly made, not from like a box or anything, yeah, but like that? with lumps. Mm, so good. Agreed. My dad's stuffing. I'd even take my grandma's stuffing, but like I'd also have to have my dad's. Sorry, grandma. My my grand or my aunt would always make turnips. Love them. Although I don't actually think they're turnips. I think they just call them that, but they're so good. Green beans. What else would I want? Turnips that aren't turnips. <laughs> no, that's what they call them, but I don't think they're actually turnips. I don't, I don't know. They're so good. I'm like one of, her and I, they think the only ones that eat them. Um, what else would I want? That might be it. All right. Katie? And I think you guys covered all holiday food. Right. Katie wants know. all of that because she's a Hufflepuff. For dessert, I want pumpkin pie. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I take a chapel. Oh. Yeah. But like, let's be specific. When you say apple pie, we mean a Dutch apple pie that has the crumbly bits on top. Yeah. Is anything you're less shake is in your head. unacceptable? I mean, it's still good. No, it's no, not it's acceptable. Not. So, fun fact: my dad, all, growing up, has always made Dutch apple pies. Um, and there's this pie place by us one time that in Dutch apple pies, if you don't know, are the ones with the crumble on top, which is just. Oh my god! It's the so butter good. and the brown sugar it's and so the deliciousness. Mm. So he he would always like maybe once or twice a year make an apple pie with the crumble top, and it's just so good. And the one time my aunt came over and she had bought this pie from this place, and they have phenomenal pies. And they make an apple pie, and then they make one that they pour caramel on top. And for me, I can't eat it because it's way too sweet. And so we're all sitting there. My dad had made this dinner and like there's a big group of us and it's my family and my my aunts are over and like all this stuff. And um, we're cutting the pie and I'm like, I just don't like it. I go, dad, I'm like, I just like yours. Yours is my favorite apple pie. And my dad was like so close to being like, oh, but this is so much better. He goes, oh, but it's almost as good as mine which is like <laughs> one of the best stories so that's what i want probably my dad's apple pie which we make a pretty good pie too so mm-hmm. we do it's very comparable but it has to be dutch mm-hmm. all Katie. the foods she said she did i said you guys covered desserts. all the holiday foods so oh. i went for dessert yeah. oh, got it, got i'd also got it. want some ice cream okay <laughs> on yeah, top also, of the apple pie yeah warmed up. i'd like apple it next to it mode. because i don't want my well, ice yeah, cream yeah. to get melted on my pie i'm very particular about that yeah. But it had to be I vanilla. vanilla. It's, it gets it gets it, soggy. And well, and then it makes my pie cold. Yes. <laughs> and it makes my ice cream warm. I just don't like it. <laughs> Any other lightning bolt questions? I'm out. Nope. What would you do after your feast? Would sleep. you go outside sleep. and uh, have a... No. Yeah. I would go sit by the fire and fall asleep in the big squashy armchair. I'd want a hot butter beer. Oh, are you a Gryffindor? In front of the fire. Yeah, get out of my house. There's oh, that's true. Squashy oh, armchairs and Slytherin. And uh, no, they're no I feel like they're like super rigid. <laughs> Tight black leather. Yeah. <laughs> you, you fart, you fly up. <laughs> Your brain just goes there. Do oh they have God. a fireplace down there? I'm sure yes. they do. It's cold. They probably layer up at night, don't they? Layer up. 
Let's go to our fan store. Let's yes, let's please, please go to our fan let's store. Finish up this episode because it is going to be like long. two hours long. <laughs> All right. So Beverly Stadelman. She says, I was riding in the car with my friend and her mom to an away hockey game. My friend and I were both reading our separate books, so my friend laughed out loud. I asked her what was so funny, and she handed me her book and pointed out a passage. It was the moment in Chamber of Secrets where Moaning Myrtle is telling Harry about Mm -hmm. having a book thrown at her head. (laughs) I thought it was so funny, I immediately asked my mom to buy me all the available books. I have been a fanatic for the series ever since. Slytherin House Pride. Shout out to Slytherins. Nice. Thank you, Beverly. (laughs) Also, yeah, there's so many, like, hidden funny parts in Harry Potter, you know? Truthfully. Can I just say, speaking of funny parts in in Harry Potter, Ron is so underrated in the movies because he is so funny in the books. Oh, my God. He's amazing. So great. Thank you for sharing your story, Beverly. Yes. Thank you. And if we have, um, you know, some new listeners coming in... um, I don't know. I don't know why you would jump in in this episode, but uh, don't forget to submit Potter stories. I mean, we still are accepting. Send us your Potter story, your Potter profile, everything we want to know. Please also send us funny stories because I love them. Yeah. Yeah. I love a good funny story. Message us. With Harry Potter. (laughs) I honestly love the messages. You can send us a random one too, but send us a funny Harry Potter one. Yeah. So make sure that you use our pinned post on Facebook to use for the discussion on this episode. Um, Post your questions and comments, and anybody can respond and answer, and your hosts will respond to you as well, a.k.a. us. So go go find us on Facebook. That's where we're most active, and like our page to get all the latest info. We're Swish and Flick Podcast on Facebook or Swish Flick Cast on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr. Also, go find us and follow us on Patreon. By supporting us on Patreon, it only helps us to be able to provide better content more often. Our first goal with Patreon was to be able to create a website, and we reached it. So our next goal (laughs) is to get a good camera for vlogging so that we can make you guys how-to videos and DIY videos and all kinds of cool, fun stuff related to Harry Potter. Basically our shenanigans. Behind the scenes. You guys guys have no idea. Our adventures in the world (laughs) with Harry Potter and doing fun stuff. Yeah, we have to see all our faces. Head on over to... Unfortunately for you. (laughs) (laughs) So head on over to www.patreon.com forward slash swish cast and support your favorite Potter podcast. You better be us. We are. <laughs> All right. So that concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening and don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> Amazing. My voice. <laughs> Smuggles. 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 Smugg